Welcome to Yes Mother, a podcast where we cover the A&E series Bates Motel. Today we are going to be covering Season 3, Episode 8, The Pit. My name is Sue. And I'm Em. one too much or depressed like over i'm pretty much just the no marrow nor marrow stuff yeah it was a depressing episode for us nor marrow shippers it was a blow yeah, i yeah i felt so bad for him oh major high and then a major low yep yep well we'll uh Get into that. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about the heartbreak. I'm trying to distance myself from that. Because, you know, I can't just be totally obsessed with that and try and talk about the show. You know what I mean? I can't just fangirl. Right. Yeah. There's more to the show than just them. But, yeah, it does. I was... Even though I've never been, like, a huge shipper of those two, I I was pretty sad about it. <laughs> it really cast a pall. <laughs> it kind of did. <laughs> well, let's start with some feedback, huh? Yeah. Um, but first, let's talk about the contest for the Yes Mother. Yes. Do you want to take it away? Yeah, okay, so what we've decided for the contest, just to change it up a little bit from last season's contest, is we thought it would be fun to do, like, a trivia. So Emily and I are going to come up with ten trivia questions uh, related to Bates Motel. Just season three? Or I think we should just stick it to season three. Sure. Whatevs. Yep. And we'll announce what all the trivia questions are. And then for every right answer you send us, you get a raffle ticket. (laughs) (laughs) And then you also get one if you have done a iTunes review. Right. So that'll count for past and present. So we did decide on one thing. If you have already written an iTunes review, like last year or this year, if it's already been done, tell us that you've done it. Let us know that you've done it and you want an entry because there's probably people that have done iTunes reviews that aren't participating or are gone. I don't know. So they, we don't want them to have a, we don't, win. Win. we don't want them to win because they're not here anymore. <laughs> right. So 
So, yeah, so if you just send us an email and say, I've already sent you an iTunes review, so we'll count that as you get a ticket for that. And then, like I said, one ticket for every question that you get right on the trivia. And then we're going to do a bonus question that we're going to come up with that's going to be more about, like, me and Emily. So you probably have to listen to, like, the stuff after the song to get that one right. And <laughs> <laughs> That'll be just something more personal. <laughs> yeah, something more personal about us, you know, that we've talked about or something. We don't know what it is yet, but um, and that'll get you, I don't know, if you get the bonus one, I say they get, like, two raffle tickets for that. Okay. So, so yeah, we are going to come up with the questions and announce them on the episode where we do the recap of the final episode of Bates and then we'll do the winner when we do the season three wrap up episode. Right. Which could be weeks. I mean, I did post something on Facebook about our scheduling. Um, it's very possible that our wrap ups going to be weeks after Bates is over, but not, too long like we're talking two or three right right we're, we're trying to wrangle a couple of guest hosts for that and it's just a matter kind of of scheduling a couple pretty busy people so yeah don't get excited it's not Vera Farmiga yeah it's not anyone from the show <laughs> it's like Nestor Carbondale is gonna be on no 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 <laughs> so so yeah that is what the contest is going to be, and the prizes are some of the art that M has. We might get a couple more Bates merchandise things, so we'll have a f- couple different prizes. Yeah, I'm going to pick out, like, about nine of those that I want that I just want to keep. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that filled out the that quiz and got the guest book. <laughs> right. So I'm going to take the ones I want, and then... I guess I'll just ask you, like, because there's so many of them. There's, like, 50. So I'm going to have, like, 40 up for grabs. And I may just ask you maybe what characters would you like featured in yours? Or you just do you want just a Emily's picks? Right, yeah. <laughs> I just don't know. Yeah, we'll personalize it if you want. Well, yeah. Tell we'll, me what kind of art you like. I don't know. We'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. So. Okay, cool. So that's going to be the contest. Yep. So, and well, some of the questions might be hard. Some of them will be pretty easy. So, right. All right. Uh, The first one, the first comic card is from Harold. He says, well, I think we were all expecting something different from an episode entitled The Pit. (laughs) But we still have two more episodes for someone to be buried in it. (laughs) (laughs) There was a pit. There sure was. Uh, He says, I thought the big game changer was Romero learning about both Norma and Norman. Yeah. Uh, Which DA was Romero calling? Was he calling the local DA to tell him about the flash drive? Or was he calling the DA from Arizona to inquire about the circumstances of Norman's father's death? My guess is Arizona. Interesting that's your guess, Harold. Um, yeah, because I was thinking local. Well, the last time I watched it, 
last night I watched it with subtitles, and he says D-E-A. Oh, he does? Yeah. So it said it on the subtitles, D-E-A, and so I'm like, is he sure? For sure? So I rewound it and listened a couple times, and he does. It's D-E-A, so. Oh, okay. That, it's not Arizona. Interesting. Because I thought D-A, just like Harold did, I, Romero can be quite the mumbler. <laughs> he, he says things very quietly. Yeah. And mumbly. Yeah, it's totally part of his character to just kind of yeah. do that. For sure. So, interesting. Okay. Well, I'm I'm glad he's not outing Norman and Norman then. Oh, yeah. This it's more is, interesting that he's calling this the This is way more yeah. exciting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, good. I mean, the other one is more heartbreaking, I think. Right. Right. I, we'll get into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, he says, well, you knew there had to be a reason why Chick was willing to pay so much for a simple delivery job. Turns out because the delivery was to graduates of the Zane Morgan School of Acting. <laughs> No doubt. I Wow, they were bad. They were terrible. And the dialogue was bad. I was just like, what? It, yeah. yeah I mean, was... I guess we had to learn that information. It was just so, we didn't bring money because we were going to kill Chick. You know, it's just like, <laughs> who says that? Because <laughs> you know? I'm an evil bad guy. I know. <laughs> 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 he should have had like a mustache he could twirl. <laughs> confused about that whole thing no we'll talk about it i yeah yeah um harold says now that the boring professor is gone what do you think of his arc it seems to me that he was in the story in order to have someone get close to norma get her secrets and reveal them and maybe as a bonus make her even more skeptical of therapists (laughs) we didn't learn much about him if i had a knock on this show, it would be that there have been a few characters like this who haven't been fully developed and were only there to serve a plot point. Yeah, a big one when he says that, that rings out, is the, I don't remember her name anymore, the lady drug boss, Zane's sister. 90210. 90210. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she... Um, I don't feel exactly that way, though, about the professor. Um, I don't know. He had a few. I think he had a few facets. Uh, I don't know. I think Harold has a good point. I mean. He does. Um, He, you know. He, Bob now knows a lot about Norma because of him. And that's like the biggest purpose he seemed to have served, really. True, but can you knock it when every, according to me, every scene he was in, I was really interested in where it goes. If when it just, all it leads to is that the overarching fact is that he was just there to get Paris that information. And I agree, it's very interesting he was a therapist, too. Right. I don't know. But, I mean, that that gets Norma to open up to him, though, if he wasn't a therapist. I don't know. 
I, I, like I said, I thought every scene with him was interesting. I don't know. I don't look at shows through a critical eye in these kinds of ways. I kind of watch him as a fan. Yeah, I mean, characters like him are necessary. I mean, it, not everyone can be fully developed, you know. There's got to be some like him that are just there to kind of move stuff along. I, I do find one thing kind of very interesting about what he brought to the story is he planted that thought in Norman's head. Yeah, that's true. I don't think Norman thought or knew or even was, you know, really sexually attracted to Norma. I think the therapist planted that idea in his head and he focused on it. You know I, what I mean? I think he might have been in like a... I want to say like an innocent kind of way, but that doesn't seem like the right word. Subconscious. I think there in a go. subconscious kind of <laughs> Sigmund Freudy way that everyone wants to sleep with their mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Am I the only one that thinks the fact that I just mentioned Sigmund Freud in one tweet and I get all these Sigmund Freuds following me on Twitter is was hilarious. The most hilarious thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I just I think of him as our little Sigmund Freud posse now. <laughs> it's awesome. All these all like, Sigmund Freuds. They're all like, ooh, someone mentioned <laughs> Sigmund Freud on Twitter and then they're like ooh it's a podcast called Yes Mother <laughs> they're all breaking their cigars out <laughs> aren't they in for a treat I know they're going to be disappointed <laughs> I'm like I better start working Freud in more in my tweets <laughs> maybe I can get a bigger posse been a fun little thing in my head for the last few days. For some reason, it absolutely just amuses the crap out of me. That's hilarious. I love it. It's my new favorite thing about this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, sorry. Anyways, but... Um... Yeah, well, alright. Enough about Yeah, I just, I feel like Sub I feel like subconsciously he's definitely been very attracted to her and wanted to have sex. That's why I said, I mean, my tweet said that Sigmund Freud just sat back and yeah, total, you know, patting himself on the back because <laughs> his theory, you know, just right. it's perfectly displayed in Norman. And then when a therapist brought it up, he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, Emma who? <laughs> yeah. he's been emma who for a while now <laughs> true yeah um harold c says i think that pit is going to remain even longer than it took for norma's front bumper to be fixed <laughs> <laughs> yeah so glad it's fixed and it's back i was I was happy for you when I saw it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> when I saw Romero pull up to the car lot. <laughs> oh my gosh, I about died. <laughs> um, he says, my favorite Vera moment was Norma's girlish excitement at getting her Mercedes back. Runner-up was her telling Norman it was okay to have sexual thoughts about her. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> gosh, she, she is such a piece of work. <laughs> It's normal. 
people. It's silly. <laughs> Instead of, we need to get you to a real doctor now. <laughs> so you notice my breast once in a while. Big deal. Big deal. <laughs> it's like, he's 18. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not three. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was amazing. I know. Um, Harold says, it's about time that Bradley returned. I suppose it would have been nice for Dylan to have sent word to her, telling her that it was safe to return home since everyone involved in the drug business was dead or arrested. Thanks to her. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. I would like to add. <laughs> Seven out of ten pot-free brownies. <laughs> um, we'll talk about the Bradley thing, but uh, I'm not sure she's sure there. She's real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, although I guess we can just... Here's the deal with me. Normally I'd say she isn't because of all the signs point to she's not except the one blaring sign to me the points that she's actually there is that she looked toe up tell me okay so norman just got dumped by emma and as i guess there's been many hours where he just sits in a rocking chair <laughs> staring <Yes. laughs> um but basically all that's really happened is Emma just dumped him, and then he rested for a while, is in a weird place where he's seen Juno alive, is chasing Juno down a dirt road, and bumps into Bradley. Okay. No, she's not there, except the fact that she looked toe up. Now, wouldn't the Norman that just got dumped, huh? What is toe up? That looks bad. Oh, okay. Toe up from the floor up. Come on, Sue. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a major robism. <laughs> you youngins. <laughs> um, so, to me. You think he would have, like. He would have pictured a, like, absolutely pristinely beautiful Bradley of his dreams because Emma just dumped him and he ran into her. That's yeah, that hmm, interesting. That's that's my only cuz the Norma in his vision had all this soft light and her hair was perfect oh. and she was all done up. Sex kitten. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. I just okay. I think that's the only that's the only thing and it's very compelling to me that supports the fact that she's actually there. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't even think of that. I was just like, huh, she has dark hair. <laughs> but then I remember she dyed it before she left. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, that's my theory. She's real. All right. I'm 50-50. I don't know now. <laughs> I thought for sure she wasn't. But now I'm like, maybe, maybe Em's right. You've got a point there. Thank you. All right. Well done. <laughs> and sorry about my voice my allergies have been so bad this week hmm. I usually don't have problems with them I didn't even know you had allergies I usually don't I every once in a while there'll be something that kind of makes me a little bit sneezy but man the last few days 
my eyes have been watering so bad and itchy and I, for the first time ever, I broke down and bought some allergy pills. Hmm. Wait, no, I took some Benadryl once <laughs> and that didn't go well. So I did, <laughs> I got something different. <laughs> did you take it in the middle of the day? No, I think I, I think I took it the day that we recorded a podcast. I think it was when Harold hosted and I was just like, the. Yeah, that makes me sleep. Yeah. Anyway, so my voice is a little yeah. raspy. Got my sexy voice going on. <laughs> my, my Kathleen Turner voice. That's <laughs> uh, funny. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Harold. All right. All right. We got Becca next. She has some random thoughts on the episode. Nestor Carbonell favorited my tweet asking if we could put Bob in the pit. So that was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Bob in the pit would be poetic justice. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if that's what happens. I would be super duper duper surprised if Bob Paris lasts through the next two episodes. Same. Yep. I know he's savvy and good and all, and has got his little crony goons, but he's not going to make it. He's up against Batman, Batman Romero, Romero, and he's going to pull out all the Batman stops. Yep. <laughs> he's going to get the Batmobile out. going to put on his utility, utility belt. Utility belt, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be sweet. Yep. Okay, so... And then she says, I was disappointed no one fell in the pit. I kept waiting for it whenever someone got too close. <laughs> Someone's going to be in that pit. Oh, yeah. That's my guess. <laughs> you can't have a pit without someone going in. <laughs> Not on baseball towel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the dilemma phone call was so, so adorable, I could hardly stand it. It was, I... and it made me totally on board with Dylan and Emma. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, please get together. <laughs> I thought it was adorable, too. My only problem was I felt like Emma really needs to cool it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. She's just... Yeah, I tweeted, Emma has no game face. Yeah. She... But I don't know if Dylan... I don't know. She just... She, <laughs> I just found it so funny. So we know from the very beginning of the episode that this is night after the Last Supper. There's been like virtually no time. Right. Um. So it just it was funny to me that she's like, "Hello, Dylan." He's like, "Hello, Emma." She's like, "We're being so formal." <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, like, yeah. I was like, you didn't say like. Mr. Massett, you know, <laughs> I just, it just, it kind of made me cringe a little bit. I thought, oh, ease up, Emma. I don't know. It's not how I would play it. No. And bring in. Not that I am a game player or anything, mm -hmm. but I would have played it a little more cool, just so you know. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> She's young. She is very young. She's young and she's about to die. She has no time to waste. <laughs> she 
got no game. <laughs> she ain't got time for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were adorable. After all that being said, absolutely adorable. Get together now. Yeah. Norman's out of the way. He isn't crazy town USA. <laughs> Just watch your backs. <laughs> is all I ask. <laughs> but at least at this point, she wouldn't be cheating on him. Right. Scared me a little bit, because I don't like that. No, but, yeah, it's still not going to go well. Oh, nothing's going to on the show. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> But I, I just, all I want are some time. Just a little time for everybody to have it go well for a little while. Except for Norman, that's not going to happen. Nope. He's down, he's full force down crazy town on a steam train. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> okay. Mm. Oh man, Romero killed me this episode. He bought her car back. Then she lied in his face. I was so sad. Uh, yeah. I gotta keep all that to myself at the moment. Okay. It's a good thing Caleb was there, which is most likely the first time that's been said about Caleb. (laughs) 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 So true. Yeah, boy, the show really, really, really wants us to like him. Yeah. I'm surprised, because I just would think you'd bring brother incest rapiness and then not have everyone want to like him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it is interesting, but it's the not working out The last few episodes? The last few episodes, they are trying so hard. It's just weird. I'm just, I'm sitting and watching back as an observer, not a anyone that's getting wrapped up in any of it. <laughs> I'm not getting hoodwinked by him. But it just, I don't know. I'm observing the fact that they really want us to like him. Just probably because they're going to kill him off. So Mm -hmm. writers like to do that. Just when you start to like him. You're not going to hurt yes, mother. No. Writers. My feelings (laughs) won't be hurt at all. (laughs) It's not working on me. (laughs) I understand what they're doing. And... In real life, I would probably give him a lot of slack from what I know about him at this point now. But, I don't know. I'm, but I'm a way more sympathetic about this situation than you've been. It's just how it is. Yep. <laughs> like, real life? Oh, I'd be worse. <laughs> Sorry, some things... I just have, some things are just unforgivable. I don't care. Okay. The reaction Norma had to Norman's confession reminded me just how much damage she's doing to him. Each and every time she's confronted with proof that there's something very wrong with Norman, she deflects and makes excuses. I know parents want to think the best of their children and will do whatever it takes to protect them, but she's not doing what's in the best interest, in Norman's best interest. Twice now he's confessed very real thoughts and fears, the suicide attempt and this confession, 
to her, only to have her brush them aside with a you-and-me-against-the-world attitude. It's frustrating to watch. I would change frustrating to fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) It's not frustrating me. It's fascinating me. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it is crazy because Becca's right. I mean, twice he has confessed very real things to her, proving that something is very wrong with him. And she's just like, it's silly. It's oh, normal. <laughs> I'm I'm going to add his confession about killing Blair Watson. And what should we do about this, Mom? I, I know I did it. And she... Mm-hmm. Well, that was over the pot roast, and she just got pissed at him for even thinking it, and to shut up and eat his pot roast. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it is fascinating. Just... But, um, yeah, no, you're totally right, Becca. And can we all give Norman applause for coming to her and telling, confessing that to her? I, I, I know. I was blown away. I know, and I love how he put it. He's like, I had to tell someone, and you're the one I trust the most, so I'm telling you, you know, and this is a, you know, he, you would think that maybe he would go to Dylan or something and say, do you think, you know, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it's just crazy that, I don't know. I like it. The poor boy is a poster child for crying for help. Yes. And she's not helping him. No, but she, it's crazy how she thinks that she's doing the best job that she can where she's just failing miserably. (laughs) Well, this is a woman that's totally messed up and messed up her whole life. She was, she had a relation, she had a sexual relationship with her brother. Right. And that's the first real relationship she ever had. And didn't have a parent that she could turn to. Right. She's messed up. She's not, she is not the person to be consulting about the matters Norman is dealing with. She's just not equipped to handle it. Yeah. And she's digging her own grave. (laughs) (laughs) Except that she doesn't go into one. Man, you know what? Today, all morning, I have been dwelling on the fact, again, I think I've done this before and I haven't done it all season, that this Norma Bates that we know and this Norman Bates that we know is going to stuff his mother, keep her in the house, put her to bed at night, talk, use her voice to talk to himself. I mean, is that the saddest thing in the world? It really is. It really gives you chills now. I mean, it... Right. It was freaky and psycho, but... We didn't know him. We didn't know him. We didn't know her. Oh, it yeah. is chilling and sad to think their future. Oh my gosh, it just kills me. And I've just been dwelling on that this morning. For some reason, it entered my head. And I was kind of reviewing my notes, and something in my notes reminded me. It was the window. She's standing in the window. Like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> that gave me chills. <laughs> right. And then I just propelled me into this thinking and I've just been like oh this is the worst show (laughs) this show's gonna kill me it's killing me you're killing me babes (laughs) you're gonna kill me (sighs) then she concludes overall I didn't enjoy this episode as much as the last two but I'm looking forward to seeing how the season ends 
this is the perfect episode to be not watching while it's airing. This is the one you want to just keep going, you know? Mm-hmm. And not in just a, I want to see what happens. It's like, this is one of those episodes that leaves you just feeling sick. And you just need to know what's going to happen next to kind of, like, placate you. Either way. Right. It's just, yeah. It's a hard one to watch while it's airing to me. Yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. I, when it ended, I was just like, "Eh," you know. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm just kind of sad yeah yeah lots of feelings going on yep (laughs) i think everyone's feeling that way yep well thanks becca yeah thank you and i i hope you know i think everyone's giving it a lower score and i don't think it's because it was like critically worse it's just it's i think maybe after we've seen the other ones and as we look at it and maybe rewatch someday, it'll be like good because we know the outcome. I don't know. Right, right. I I think just we've been on such a high with the last couple, just being these tens out of tens, you know. Mm-hmm. That I thought this was a good episode, but I understand why people are giving it kind of a lower score. I gave it a lower score, you know, because... Yeah, I did too. You know. Spoiler alert. I think we were just, like, amped up, and then we watched it, and we're like, oh, okay, that that was it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I just think, calling it The Pit, we were, like, really excited about the title of that episode, too. I don't know. I'm not disappointed that way. I love... And I tweeted Kevin Rome about this last night. Mm -hmm. I just, after I can get over, after the cloud of what happened with Norma and Sheriff Romero Mm -hmm. is kind of lifted a little bit with a little time. I needed 24 hours (laughs) to like (laughs) sink out of, you know, dig myself out of the depression. The fact, just, you know, I tweeted him that, you know, I said that really was a fantastic way to mess with her. Oh, yes. <laughs> Just digging this deep pit and having her be like, oh, it's my pool. Wait a minute. <laughs> and then have everyone around be like, hello. I don't know. It's just, it was genius. I don't know what else is up his sleeve about it, but if all it was was to dig this pit without consulting her and have it be all weird and unsettling, it's mm-hmm. so great. And way too deep <laughs> to be a pool and not the shape of a pool and nothing about it says pool. It's menacing it is. and it is. funny. It's perfect. Yeah. It's, it's Bob. I love Bob Paris. I'm so pissed at him. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it and I cannot imagine anyone else playing him near is great no this guy's great he is doing so fantastic he's just he's got this whimsy about him mm-hmm. and menace oh it's it's awesome i love it yeah and then i want to punch him in the face but i think <laughs> romero's gonna take care of that i think so <laughs> <laughs> he is the joker to romero's batman <laughs> yep yeah. <laughs> and he kind of does have a Joker smile. He's got that great smile. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
and the whimsy and the menace. I got, oh, wow. He I didn't is even think of that. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I just came up with it. <laughs> so. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So the next comic card we have is from Candy. Candy came back. Yeah. She says, hey, Em and Sue, I enjoyed this episode. Just a few observations that stood out. Norma, naive, delusional about Bob Paris' situation and the pool plans. <laughs> Chick telling Dylan not to act suspicious. Ha! <laughs> oh, Chick had some gems. Yep. <laughs> As always. As always. Um, Uncle Daddy talking about Dylan's stubborn genes. Not cool. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, dilemma are the best. Glad they both made it through this episode alive. <laughs> touch and go yeah touch uh, and go for both I know <laughs> no it's yeah I don't know if they're both gonna make it through the end the next two episodes I don't know yeah I don't I personally really really thought Emma was gonna go when she I just thought she sealed her fate when she said I'll be sure not to have an emergency while you're gone. Right. Thought, Bye. Yep. <laughs> this was this phone conversation was way too cute. They're way too happy. And then when Dylan almost got shot, I was like, oh, yeah, maybe it'll be Dylan. Because I feel I think people don't think they'll kill off anybody. I think like this yet, but I think they will, I and they, they can will. totally be back in Norma's mind. You know. Yep. Juno's back. Hey. Emma will totally be back. My money's on Emma. Mine too. I, I just think they've been focusing a lot on her bad health. Like you said, her saying, I'll make sure not to have an emergency. And then she leaves those brownies and flowers. Who leaves brownies and flowers on a porch for someone that's not going to be home for a few days? That's weird. I think she's going to die while he's on the road and he's going to come home and the flowers are going to be dead and the brownies are going to be all gross and moldy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> Isn't it weird why she knows he's going to be gone for a few days? Why would you put brownies and flowers on his porch? I attributed that again to just her total no game young. I'm going to take brownies to him and flowers because yeah. <laughs> he's having a bad day. I agree that that's probably why she did it you're just thinking i'm just thinking the show showed us that because those flowers and brownies are going to come into play again and it's not going to be cute i kind of just thought it'd be to get um something with gunner i mean something was going on there a little bit yeah he had some weird looks on his face I don't know, though. Yeah. Well, That's not very interesting. Not really. No one cares about Emma and, and Gunner at this point. <laughs> Especially Emma. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Candy says, My heart is breaking for Norman discovering how mentally ill he is. Thinking about how hard it must be to parent him. The vulnerability of the moment. And then they roll around on the bed and rub noses. Jeez. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh, those two are so weird. <laughs> <laughs> she like does the hell speech. 
It's not weird. And then she just was like, let's pedal and attach them and maybe a little motorboat. <laughs> <laughs> there was none, but there could have been. <laughs> um, she says, Gunner, keep your hands off Dylan's cookies. <laughs> <laughs> cookies, brownies. They're big. Don't they're worry. Big goods. <laughs> Don't worry. There's no pot in them. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was funny. Yeah. That was quite the little dig at him. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She says, I don't think Professor will cross the line again with another patient, so that's good. Yeah. (laughs) He learned a lesson. (laughs) I wonder what's in the future for Professor Boring. (laughs) (laughs) I just wonder what his next five years are going to be like. Uh, completely paranoid. He's going to go crazy with paranoia, constantly looking over his shoulder. Yeah, maybe he'll need to see a therapist. I think he'll need to go to therapy. I think he's done with therapist. He's now a patient. (laughs) He'll be like, this is what therapists do. (laughs) (laughs) She says, imagination Norma. Nice. All run together. (laughs) In the window, and Juno running down the stairs freaked me out. I'm going to have to start watching this during the daytime. <laughs> yeah, that, man, when she was looking out the window, I think we all just kind of went, ooh. Uh, yeah, we all got the creeps big time. Yep. <laughs> looking forward. Juno didn't freak me out. No, because we've seen him before, so I was just like, eh, all right. It's... it's not like he's Cujo Juno. Yeah, yeah. If he was like creepy pet, pet cemetery pet cemetery Juno <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> or she I think she knows a girl um yeah and then she concludes with looking forward to the next episode and podcast thanks ladies Candy well thanks Candy let's check Candy in I know I was just, we haven't checked in again I know I was just pulling up the pulling up the spreadsheet and because, like I said, a feedback email will get to your room, and it did. So I'm going to put you in the B&B with the kids, and I'm going to put you in the maybe this time room. That sounds nice. It does. And I like people with dogs to be in the B&B. It just seems like it'd be a more friendly place to have your pet. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, there's a cat that lives at the B&B. I don't know if anyone knew that. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those businesses that has, you know, a cat that lives there. Love it. I didn't know that. I just decided there was. <laughs> <laughs> so, nice. Thanks again, Candy, and we look forward to hearing from you again. Yep. Oh, and she also <laughs> included uh, another cute picture of her dog, Drusilla. Right. <laughs> Looks like she's smiling. Yep. I like smiley dogs. <laughs> All right. All right. Now we have one from Matt A. At the B&B. What's his room? It's got a lot of pop. He's in the chill your own ass. Chill your own ass room. <laughs> All right. Comment card for the pit. That's the title, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Everyone needs to stop walking into people's rooms while they're sleeping. Boundaries, Bates family, boundaries. <laughs> Bates family has no idea what a boundary nope. is. Dylan might. Dylan does a little Although bit. he did walk into mommy's room. I don't know, I walk into my mom's room sleeping. <laughs> yeah. We're not Norman. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's not weird. <laughs> It is nice to do a it is nice to do a soft knock for sure. <laughs> so, should we take bets on who is going to be thrown into that pit and buried underneath the new pool? There's not going to be a no pool mess. No pools <laughs> happening. And should we also take bets on who will be the first person to drown in that pool? No pool. My bet is Bob is going into the pit. Poetic justice. Yep. Yep. And Romero's going to have a killer line like, you dug your own pit. (laughs) 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 Right before he throws him in. (laughs) (laughs) Ice to see you. seeing the uh, British guy in there too <laughs> and whoever nameless guy is the goons yeah yeah they might join him but I think Bob's first yeah I felt bad for bearded professor dude this craziness is not what he signed up for I also realize I am the only person contributing to this podcast that kind of likes the poor sod he felt refreshingly normal I had a moment it was diner scene time where I kind of liked mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Though. I... He got out of my graces when he left Norma in the dust. <laughs> He's not coming. He did not come back from that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I can see. I can. I. I felt bad for him too. All of that aside, he did not sign up for that at he all. He did not. You know. But he is the one that just. And... Relentlessly pursued her though for a while, <laughs> and made his own bed and lied in yep. it with Norma. But I, yeah, but still, what he happened? Did he did not <laughs> sign up for no. <laughs> I think he signed up for the being choked by Norman though. <laughs> yes, but yeah, the Bob Paris stuff. No, felt bad for him. I can. Oh sure, yeah, too. no, that he. Yeah, that was too bad that that happened to him. I I felt bad for him. But might I say, boring professor, you are no spike. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a lot more on the plate for Spike. I mean, he doesn't, the professor has no allegiance to Norma, you know? I mean, he liked her. They banged. But it's not like they had some long-term, I don't know. True. Yeah, no. I would I would have given it up, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a, a nail gun to the foot. Oh, there was way more than that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
that's just where it started. That's all we saw. Right. I mean, so, I mean, yeah, I don't blame the guy for, <laughs> like, <laughs> confessing. I don't blame it at all. Yeah, agreed. So then we, we he says, a father-son gun running trip. That warms the heart. And the crats in the cradle and the silver spirit. <laughs> Little boy blue and the man in the moon. <laughs> when you coming home, dad slash uncle? <laughs> I don't know when, but we'll get together then. Son slash nephew. You know we'll have a good time then. <laughs> nice. I'm sure Romero was disappointed he didn't get the full-on lip lock, but I thought the kiss on the cheek, smile, clap, and spin was adorable. But holy bip, that is a giant hole. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Norma's little claps were adorable. Yes. Oh, yeah, she was. That was very cute. Yep. That was quite the scene. Yeah. yeah. Only to lead to heartbreak. Oh, harder heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think he probably was disappointed, but it would have been weird. I thought what she did was perfect. That, you know, definite more promises. Uh, yeah. You know, if... Uh, <laughs> Next time I see you. <laughs> yes, exactly. This is just a little taste. This is, uh, I don't know. It was it was perfect for what he did. Exactly. If she would have, like, full-on kissed him, it would have been like, this is your payment. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for the favor. So, yeah. But I'm sure we can always be disappointed when it wouldn't be a full-on lip lock if that's what... His deepest heart's desire is. Um, the motel seems pretty empty lately. Where are all the guests? Did the guy who thought he had been charged for Wi-Fi leave a negative review on TripAdvisor? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, as far as we know, there's been two guests, Annika and the Wi-Fi dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, she's been talking. The business is really slow and she's going under. Yep. And I don't think... She's exactly extending her, you know, brain muscles on how to get more guests at the moment. <laughs> I think she's got a lot on her plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it is empty. Didn't Emma's father say the cost to get Emma's bumped up on the transplant list was a 20000 donation? $20,000 is a lot of money, but it seems like an attainable amount. But Emma's dad is like, I don't have the money, and I can't think of any ways to get the money, so my daughter is doomed. Oh, well. I feel like if Emma was my daughter, I'd move heaven and earth to get that 20000 Yeah. Agreed. It's a very good point. Yep. It is attainable. It's like a second mortgage. Yeah, exactly. You know? Second mortgage, uh, sell the business, or, you know. Well, it's his livelihood. True. But second mortgages, or, I don't know, does he have a car? Combined with yeah. some collateral. <laughs> I don't know. You would think he could come up with it. <laughs> yeah, someone else had the idea of a GoFundMe account. There you go. I think that was Mike. He's coming up Oh, soon. okay. Sorry to spoil your your feedback, Mike, but 
the GoFundMe is, I think he and he and Matt are of one mind about this. <laughs> and I think he comes up with the GoFundMe, and that was a great idea. Anyway. So, bearded professor dude has left town. I hope you two are pleased with yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I'm not sad to see him go. Uh-oh. <laughs> he did what he had to do, and he's gone. And if I was him, I would be yep. gone too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Emily shaped hole in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the gun running went poorly. I think we all expected that. We did, but it went down more poorly and more differently than I expected it would. I had lots of surprises. I don't know about you, but I had lots of surprises in that. Yeah, I, yeah, and I I think there's going to be more involved with what happened coming up. I don't think that was the last that... I don't know. Oh, oh no. Yeah. No. There's going to be some words said to Jake and maybe bullets. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bradley's back. Yay. I'm not super excited to have her back. I felt like her story was done. I've been saying all along. I don't need Bradley back. I'm kind of, I was, I was thinking it would be a major plot point. She was going to be a major character this season. And I was like, uh, yeah. Same way I felt about Caleb, although Caleb, it turned out okay, because it was interesting. Yeah. I... Since it's... It depends um, on what they're going to do with her. If she's Norman's imaginary girlfriend... <laughs> cool. <you're in. laughs> but if she's just going to be whiny little Bradley, nope. Yeah. No, I've, I've never been excited to have her back. I, I feel the same way, Matt. I, her story was done. Yeah, she really messed up things for next last she season did. by doing something so impulsive and stupid. Yep. She cost a lot of lives. She cost the whole town, the drug business. It, it all, all comes, comes down, down with to her shooting it really, that guy. Yeah, it really did, and that pissed me off. Me too. Uh, I, I, I hope. Yeah. I hope you know she comes back. And has to pay for what she started. She is. A, I did. I hope you know. so too, because I really. She, you know, are we the only ones saying this that it is all her, all fault, her fault? All the crap that happened last season. Because yep. that guy getting shot. She like, is responsible for Zane. Exactly. We were complaining about that all last season. That it was all her fault. <laughs> <laughs> and she yeah, should. So I want way. to see her yep. pay. I want Dylan to chew. Out. Yeah. For everything that happened to him about it. I Maybe mean, Romero will do something about it. Yeah. You know? We'll see. If they just ignore it, I think that's lame. And then there's a possibility that she's just not even there. She's she's just gonna be fake girl. Yeah, which I kind of. Which uh, weird. Yeah. I kind of. Yeah. That'd be great. So. But I don't think it's gonna happen because she was. Messed up. Okay. He says, and that's all I have for this week. Stay sane. Matt from the Arizona Territories. Thanks, Matt. Um, 
hope you got the mini muffins at your doorstep this morning. <laughs> blueberry today. Blueberry crumble. <laughs> Ooh, blueberry crumble. All right. So the next comic card is from Iggy. And she says, did you notice that Norman lays down like a dead body silhouette? <laughs> you know, I totally did. The very opening shot of Base Motel is that he is laying strangely, kind of like a body shot. Mm-hmm. So, and I never, I've never noticed it again. And that's interesting. You mean like the chalk outlines, right? <laughs> Iggy's I, not here to say yes. <laughs> I think that's what she's talking about. Yeah. Right. Uh, she says his sass was on fire. <laughs> I don't know which sass she's meaning. Mm, at the end? Seemed like it'd be one of the first. These seem to go in order. Anyway. Yeah. I'm sure it was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll, yeah. um, Romero at the car dealership. Don't snap your fingers at my face. I will cut you. I love that look at the finger. I know. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> uh, she says, Bob Paris has no chill, which makes me think he isn't going to help Norma at all with her requests. The leverage he got on her was to get Romero on his side, but we all know Romero is Team Norma, and he called the DA to give them the flash drive. Now we know it's a DEA. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and... Uh, I think he's still a little bit Team Norma, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do with this. We will talk about my theories, but he's Team Norma. Um, there's gonna be there's gonna be some fallout, and it's it's. We'll okay. talk about it. <laughs> she says this episode was titled "The Pit" because everything went to crap: the gun run, the pool, Normero's relationship, and Brad. Bradley looks like she just crawled out of one. <laughs> <laughs> Toe up, yeah. right? <laughs> so Iggy noticed you. <laughs> Chick is such an artsy fartsy man. Native orphan, lol. <laughs> Chick is not real. He did say, Why are you talking about me in the third person like I'm not here? <laughs> well, it looks like he will oh. want to disappear after the failed father son gun running bonding trip. This is the only one time I am thankful that Funkel was with Dylan. He saved his life and has a great shot. Point Funkel. <laughs> yeah, who knew that uh, Caleb was such a good shot? <laughs> <laughs> I know. And seriously, like I tweeted when he when he told him that he was going to come with him. Like, you're not going without mm-hmm. me. End of story. I'm like... Caleb, you make things worse. You know, you don't, you're not, you don't make things better. You F things up. Because that was the feeling I had. I'm like, great, he's going to insist on coming and he's going to do something exactly. stupid. And then I had to eat my words yep, big time. <laughs> yep, same. I had the same. I was like, oh, great. You know, what could have been just like what Chick said, easy as one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Caleb's going to just do something Caleb. But, yep. nope, he did the smart thing. So, 
Uh, she says, well, Professor is bad at his profession and bad at keeping his mouth shut. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, he's no <laughs> The worker was paid to annoy the heck out of all of us. His only line was, talk to Bob Paris. <laughs> you just want to slap the Bob Paris out of him. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't annoy me. I thought I was hilarious. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of I got a lot of amusement out of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, she says, "So sweet of Romero, an observant man he is. The cheek kiss was sweet. I'm glad he went to talk to Bob, but then again, I'm not because of what he finds out. I think Romero will help Norma because he knows Bob is not to be trusted. By the way, this is what Bob dug up on Norma." One, she is a sexy bitch. Two, she buys sexy stuff. <laughs> um, she's, she's a kinky, kinky bitch, bitch. <laughs> which was my favorite thing Bob has ever said, and I can't imagine him ever topping that line. <laughs> I loved it so much. <laughs> she's a kinky bitch. <laughs> New clothes, sexy stuff. <laughs> coming from that guy's journal that I wanted to read. <laughs> Norma's going into a shop. Coming out in sexy yeah. stuff. <laughs> going to bars, picking up on men. <laughs> She's a kinky bitch. <laughs> uh, what he left out is that the second he got fresh, she kicked him to the curb. Yeah. Or he kicked her, but she was glad. <laughs> Whatever happened. <laughs> it wasn't kinky. Could have been. <laughs> um, she says, the dilemma is so cute, like rainbows, unicorns, and cotton candy. <laughs> Hashtag, the feels is strong. <laughs> um, I did not expect Norman to be so sensitive about Emma. He was sitting in the chair all day. Hashtag, Nema is over. In parentheses, was he in a blackout mode the entire time, too? Hashtag potty break much. <laughs> body and systems probably shut down like you do when you sleep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think... I... I think he was in fugue mode. Yeah, I think time. so. Yeah. And yeah, I was surprised, too. He was so sensitive, although it came at a bad time. Because he was probably, in his mind, okay, he's going, he's trying not to be so sexually attracted to his mom all day, correct? Right. <laughs> and, because that just happened last night with the professor. Right. And, and then Emma breaks up with him. So it's like. Yeah, I think it was just a little too much. I don't, I really don't, I really don't think it was. Emma breaking up with him and he's so sad that he's not dating Emma anymore. I, I really think it no. was just overwhelming. And she was she was his sham, you know, the gay man. Exactly. Sham exactly. Except, so except it's sham so I can be attracted to my mom. Right. So he's struggling wondering if it's true that he's attracted to his mom. Then he sees his girlfriend, he's like, Ooh, let's go to a movie later, you know, trying to be the boyfriend and she's like Exactly. He was probably planning on making some moves. Be like, look at how sexually attracted I am to this appropriate exactly. person. 
because that is what normal guys do is they they have cute girlfriends like her and and now she's ruined that (laughs) well and she basically told him you're not into me right (laughs) you are not present right it's like you're with someone else (laughs) Uh uh-huh and he's like oh crap she knows (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it wasn't Mm -mm. um she says, I tweeted to Nestor Carbonell after the scene between him and Norma. Um, a little picture of a broken heart. Sorry, Sheriff Romero. You can't live with them. You can't live without them. And he, freighted, he favorited the tweet. Winning. <laughs> and she misspells Sheriff the way we think it was misspelled on this. Uh, Sheriff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She says, when your mom says, maybe you look at my breasts, do not look at her boobs when she says it. (laughs) She goes, mother. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Norman, she was not giving you permission. (laughs) She was just saying it's not weird. But it is. Um, She says, brownies and gunner do not mix, but Emma sure is a heartbreaker today. Hashtag, don't get excited. <laughs> that was <funny. laughs> and, and she is. She is breaking all hearts to pave this path to yep. Dylan. Uh, then she says, hashtag forever mother. Psycho movie reference when she was standing by the window. Hmm. And then she says, and she's back, parentheses Bradley. Can't believe it's almost over, sitting on the edge of my seat. Enjoying the NBA playoffs at the B&B. Go Spurs, your resident B&B guest, Iggy. <laughs> oh, man, Rob was watching that game, and it was late, and he's like, I've got a final in the morning. <laughs> I can't stop watching this I game. I didn't even know the playoffs were happening. <laughs> <laughs> You don't do sports in my house. <laughs> I don't do sports. I can't say I'm the... can't say I'm alone, though. Or, I am alone. <laughs> no, I'm not. Scat doesn't do... Well, she does sports. Never mind. <laughs> sports happen in my house. <laughs> well, thanks, Iggy. Yes, thank you, Iggy. Okay, we have Mike from the Body Count blog. He says, comment card, I did it! (laughs) (laughs) He he wrote us earlier. (laughs) He was worried that his room was going to go. We told him he doesn't need to send feedback all the time. We understand. But he's excited that he he got some in. And we're excited too. Says, hey guys, I know it's been a while since I've checked in, but I'm still here. I've just been hanging out in my room mostly, by the way. If you see me moving in a bench and some free weights, it's just because I recently decided my room wasn't quite masculine enough. (laughs) (laughs) Not masculine, nor attractive. attractive. (laughs) I have a few quick comments. One, in your last episode, you discussed who might be the next big kill for Norman. I definitely think Bob Paris is going down, but I don't think Norman will kill him. Someone has to do it, though, right? I guess it'll be Romero or Dylan. It'll be Batman or Romero. Totally. But maybe Caleb will do it. 
but I think Bob and or Caleb are the best possibilities, and maybe Norman is responsible for one of those. Um, do we want to visit the thought that Caleb does it out of jealousy? Oh, sorry, I'm thinking of Romero. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> Cut that out, that sucks. No, Romero's <laughs> definitely going to kill Bob. Um, yeah. I don't know if Norman is going to kill Caleb, but Norman's got to kill someone this season. You, you think? Know? So, I don't know. I don't think Caleb's going to live. I don't know. I think it might be Chick that does Caleb out. I don't know. Chick, boy, he is a wild card. He really ever. is. Yeah. I'm just so confused. I know. But yeah, Norman's got to kill someone. I thought it was going to be the professor. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, I like it. I like not being able to predict it. Yeah. Cannot tell. So he says, two, how about Emma standing by that pit? I knew it was too soon for her to die, but a part of me was still waiting for it. It was really tense, and I liked that they had her standing there as she dumped Norman. Yep, I don't think it's too soon for her to die. Mm -hmm. Just on the merits that I think she'll just be back as a vision right right if she goes you exactly know I mean. so it's not like olivia cook's going to right. leave the show that's the beauty of this is that if anyone does die they can be back doesn't yeah okay number three and yes twenty thousand does not seem like a good amount at all I'm probably the poorest person who listens to your podcast, but if I needed 20000 to help save one of my kids' lives, I could come up with that money. See, this is where these Matt and him, <laughs> they need to, like, talk. <laughs> First, the guy owns a business, and I assume a house. I think he lives in a so. business, right? I'm pretty sure. There could be money there. Second, communities are always pulling together in cases like this. This town has so much drug money floating around, I would think they'd pitch in to help a local girl get along. Finally, I would hit up GoFundMe or one of those internet crowdfunding things. That one dude raised a billion dollars for potato salad. I missed what? that story. <laughs> We're going to have to oh Google that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know I could get 20000 for it long. I love the show and I'm looking forward to our interview for the zine. Sue and I are going to be interviewed for Mike's upcoming zine, which I had no idea what that is. I do now. We are? <laughs> I didn't... Oh. Can you read the other... Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. Well, I, I agreed for both of us, so oh, you're in. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just go back okay. and read through it. And we will keep you guys informed if you're interested in that. Um, okay. Anyway. Well, thanks, Mike. Good to hear for me again yeah and great idea about the gofundme and you know you and matt you have a very good point mm-hmm. Twenty thousand is attainable i mean geez yeah. even people that just put those little change things in different businesses that people like throw bills and coins in right. those actually make quite a bit of money <laughs> yeah they do i mean i don't know the more i think about it maybe in this town maybe taxidermy he could you know, he may not have a lot of equity in his little Well, business. he could also be renting. 
true. You know? Very true. Single dad. Yeah. Taxidermy business just doesn't seem super lucrative. Although Bob seems to be a client. <laughs> oh, wait. Did he, will he not do for Bob anymore? Because... I think Emma says that agree with the shenanigans going on. He does the taxidermy for him, but he doesn't like him, or maybe she said that he used to. I don't know. We know he has. Right. So anyway, it could be it could be tough for him, but you have a very good point about the having the community raise it or GoFundMe yep. or both. Anyway. Well, thanks for the comment cards, everyone. Yes, thank you very much. So, all right, on to the recap. Mm -hmm. Pulling it up, I did get out of Google this time. (laughs) (laughs) First time. (laughs) All right, let's get into the episode. So, we open with Norma awake in bed. Dylan walks in and Norma says how nice dinner was the night before and how glad she was Alex came. Dylan agrees and says he needs to stay at the farm a couple of days and get the barn finished. He says when he gets back, they need to talk about what to do with Norman. Dylan kisses her on the forehead and leaves. Cuts to Norman lying in his bed awake. Norma comes in and asks how he is doing. He says he is fine. She touches his hair and he moves away from her. He says he needs to go get down to the office because Emma can only work a few hours a week now. Norma asks if he is worried about her, and Norman says, I'm always worried about her. She's going to die. I guess we all are, but it's just horrible to think about. It's just a wonder everyone hasn't lost their minds. And he kind of laughs. They hear some loud trucks outside, and Norma goes to the hallway window and looks outside. And there is a bulldozer and a couple of trucks out there. Norman comes up behind her. Norma says, what the hell's going on? Norman says, I have no idea, mother. And he's looking at her butt. (laughs) He's totally looking at her butt. (laughs) My note says, so Norman is an ass man. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and... What was his little, everyone's going to die and everyone's going to come out? I I don't know. I think he was just waxing. (laughs) (laughs) He's just in a little funk. I guess so. It just kind of came out of nowhere to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes he just acts that way in front of her. Just kind of like. Get over it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't know. Well, I think his mouth, I think he just spews stuff. Because just the way he kind of did this little laugh at the end, like, what, what did I just say? <laughs> <You know? laughs> We've talked about this, Norman. These are things you keep to yourself. <laughs> so. I thought it was funny, and I thought it, you know, I did a little squee, because she was totally lying in bed thinking about Romero. Totally. <laughs> Cause to Norman, totally lying in bed thinking of Mommy. <laughs> it was a great, like, juxtaposition. Like... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, next we see Norma running down the outside stairs in her robe, asking what is going on. One of the workers says they have an order to dig a hole for a pool. Norma says, a pool? And asks to see the plans. The worker says Bob Paris signed off on them. 
Norma says she hasn't seen them, and he tells her if he has any questions, call Bob. Norman walks up and asks what is going on. Norma says they are digging a hole for a pool. She thought it would be a good investment. <laughs> he says that's interesting since she told him they didn't have money for down comforters. I love the down comforter <laughs> yeah, callback. <I> <laughs> she says to just be happy they are getting a pool. He says, okay, he'll be in the office and tells her that she should put some clothes on. <laughs> we have the opening sequence. So. Oh, man. Yeah, Norma. I love Norma trying not to be suspicious. <laughs> she just wants to be happy about the pool. <laughs> I think she, at this point, she really believes there's going to be a pool. Oh, yep. yeah. She totally does, but she, it, maybe suspicious isn't the right word. Kind of worried. I don't know. There's no plans, and she doesn't know them, and kind of like, okay, we kind of agreed that I'd be involved in all this. True. And it's crazy. To me, that is not where I would have put the pool. It is. And so I would have been pissed off that they chose the spot. Exactly. It's not the design about the pool. You know, she already told him. Nothing fancy. Maybe a fence. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the place they picked for it was... Not where I would have put it. I would have put it in the back, just for... Right. I think in Norma's mind at this point, she's going, hmm, okay, well, I'm getting a pull. <laughs> you know, I think she's willing to just right. brush off the that Bob has just taken the initiative to just go ahead and do it. <laughs> I think she is too, but I think she's working. She has to actively work on doing that. Right. In her mind. I got, yeah. I don't know. Because there's little niggy things going on in her head that she's brushing away. Like she does. Exactly. That is what she does. Next we see Romero drive up to the used car lot. And he actually drives onto the floor like Norma (laughs) did. So maybe that's what you do there. (laughs) Um, The same salesperson Norma dealt with walks up. Romero says he's looking for an early 70s Mercedes green. The salesperson says they have one. Wouldn't you be like knowing this guy's looking for the specific car? If he's going to be that, sp- I don't know. I just thought the salesman was an Trying idiot. to, you know what? We actually have one I, of those. I know, I know. And then he tries to start selling. I don't know. <laughs> he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> It just, it would never have crossed my mind what with Romero said, not thinking he's like, oh, you're looking for that car, that lady, you know. Well, and he's also a sheriff pulling up in a sheriff's truck. Right. <laughs> and that was very, susp- to me, that guy should have been super suspicious that night. To have a lady drive up and be like, I just want to get rid of this car now. Right. Wouldn't you have been like, wouldn't that have been like major red flags that has been involved in something? Well, especially since sinister? like the fender's all damaged. you you know, exactly. She's trying to dump the car. That, you know, that's all I would have thought is that she needs to get rid of this car pronto for nefarious right. reasons. I don't know. That guy's an idiot. I bet he's not their best salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Salesperson says they have one and tries to start selling him on it. Romero says he has seen it before and she wants it back and he asks for the keys. The guy's just kind of like. Yep. <laughs> uh, 
then next we see Norma on the phone calling Bob's office. The receptionist says he isn't there, but she will have him call, call her. Norma says it's about the pool, and she hasn't seen any plans, and they are already digging. Yeah, Bob's busy right now, Norma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, so next we see Bob walking in a scrapyard. His two goons are there, and they have the professor tied up. Bob apologizes, and the professor asks what he is going to do with him. Bob tells him that he is in a bad position, and he thinks James can help him. Bob asks if he knows Norman ba Norma Bates. The professor says yes. Bob asks how well, and the professor says not well at all. He just met her a few weeks ago. Bob says she has something of his, and he needs a back, and he asks the professor if Norma hid it in his house the other night. Professor says no. Bob says she's tricky. You may not even know if she did. One of the goons says they searched the house, and it's not there. The professor says he really doesn't know anything about a flash drive. He says Norma came to his house because she is a patient. She needed his help. Bob asks if all his patients spend the night. Bob says he needs him to tell him anything he can about her. He needs to get some leverage on her. <laughs> I just love that he's so honest. Like, look, I no. need some leverage on this woman. <laughs> <laughs> he just, uh, I liked it. Uh, <laughs> the professor says he won't violate patient-doctor confidentiality, and he doesn't care what they are up to, but there are some lines that can't be crossed, and tells Bob he can go to hell. Bob says that his... That is his professional obligation, and he respects him for it, but this is very serious. One of the goons walks up and shoots the professor in the foot, in the foot with a nail gun. <laughs> yeah. Out. Uh, it looked like it was in the terminal area, oh, too. It just makes it so oh, much worse. <laughs> I just... Ugh. Ow. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, professor, you should have been... Little more professional with Norma. <laughs> he he's like, hey, I know that now. <laughs> <laughs> if you can guess that movie line, you get an extra point <laughs> in the contest, which I forgot to add to our last. So, you will have heard it <laughs> at this point, because I'll add it to this one at the oh, beginning. Okay. I don't think I know the movie line. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. It's more like, hey, I know that now. <laughs> it's pr it, for our family, it's quite on the forefront. Yeah, it's the way you said it that time, I'm like, okay, I know that, but I'm, I'm just not placing it. <laughs> but it's probably really hard for anyone outside of <laughs> Next, we see Dylan and Chick at a truck. Chick is showing Dylan where the guns are hidden. He tells Dylan everyone at the border is suspicious, so don't act suspicious. So they are going across the border. Canada, Canada though, right? Yeah. Then says that was a joke. He tells Dylan he drops off the guns, picks up the money, and everyone's happy as razor clams. <laughs> <laughs> My note is we have a new room. <laughs> the razor clams room. Nice. <laughs> yes. It's very chick-like in there. <laughs> he tells Dylan he drops off the guns, picks up the money, and everyone, sorry. 
He says compared to what Dylan used to do for Morgan, it's easy as one, two, three. In the back of the truck is a big piece of metal. Chick asks Dylan to go over the story. Dylan says he's delivering this piece of art to a gallery. Chick says that gallery has some of his biggest pieces there. He says, this is true. I'm not making this shit up. Dylan says, I know. He says he sold a piece last month for 3600 called Native Orphan. <laughs> Caleb walks up and says he had a feeling Dylan was going to do this and says it's not going to happen. Chick says he is going to do it. Dylan says he has to do it. Caleb says Chick is the master at the undersell. Chick says, why are you talking about me in the third person? <laughs> Caleb interrupts him and tells Dylan this is running guns is high risk. What if it is a setup? Chick says he was just trying to give them the opportunity to make some money. He says if you don't want to do it, leave. If you do, we have a schedule, so get in the car. It's cold out here. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan says he he's doing it, and Caleb says he's going with him. Chick says great, a father-son gun running bonding trip, and tells them to get on the road. Caleb tells Chick if anything happens to Dylan, he is going to come back and kill him. Chick says, that was a little dramatic, but sure. <laughs> so Chick is a metal artist. Uh -huh. <laughs> I love it. Makes sculptures. It all fits. <laughs> yep. It's like, uh, I just love learning these little things about him. I know. Native orphan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so next we see Norma looking out the living room window, and she makes a call. It cuts to a black car pulling up to a house, and the professor gets thrown out of the car. He's been beaten up pretty bad, and his phone starts ringing. We hear his voicemail message, and Norma leaving him a message. She wants to know what he said to Norman the day before. She says ever since, Norman has been strange and distant. She says she trusted him and thought he knew what he was doing. It cuts to the professor crawling up to his door. <laughs> he makes it inside, and Norma finishes her message asking him to call her. This was a great sequence. I, I liked how they did really it. I really liked how they did it. Yep. And, yeah, he's he's beaten up pretty bad. <laughs> and he's like <laughs> army crawling to his door. <laughs> like, that was a little dramatic. <laughs> and we all wonder what he said to Bob. Yep. Yeah, I... I pretty much knew he talked. I did too, but I didn't expect it to go the way it did with Romero. Right. Right. Because honestly, I mean, we can talk about it further later, soon, I think. I, I don't get how doing this to Romero is going to help Bob. Um, I think... I think... Bob said it in the meeting. He wants Romero back on his side. And I think by, like, putting this wedge between Romero and Norma, 
that Romero will come over to his side. I don't know. I think it Bob Maybe. It just seems more of a shoot the messenger. And by shoot the messenger, <laughs> I mean that In literally. The foot with the nail gun. <laughs> no, I mean. Oh. Romero. I mean, obviously, Bob's picked up on the fact that Romero is in love with Norma. Right. I just think having him be the one to tell the news, you're really risking Romero getting pissed at you. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you are. Those were just my thoughts. I don't know. I just, I guess. I, I just, I think in, in Bob's mind, he thinks that if he can get Romero to be, a you know, off of team Norma, that Romero will, like, be so upset at Norma that he'll want to come over to Bob's side and hurt her. I don't know. I'm... Right. And, but, Which and you doesn't know, make you sense think if he on... knows Romero. I don't know. Well, you think on one hand, he knows Romero more than we do. He grew up with him, and they were friends. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, Romero has surprised him all season. Right. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. And Paris is a smart dude. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm... I'm confused. Unless he just... It could just be so, you know... Romero killed Marcus Young. And Bob just might be doing this for kicks. Like, he just wants to hurt Romero. He could. You he know? could. He really like, could that's be. That's the only thing behind it. Like That was actually one of my thoughts, is he's just being just a being jerk. Just being a jerk. You know what? To get back at him. I think that makes more sense than anything, actually. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... That's kind of why he's digging the pit. There's some mints to it, but I think he just gets a lot of satisfaction in <laughs> freaking Norma out and confusing her and just messing I with her. I think he does. He's so interesting, and I'm sad he's going to die soon. Because <laughs> <laughs> he is a really interesting he character. <laughs> they need to do, like, a like a Better Call Saul. They, they need to do a Better Call yeah. Bob. Oh, that would be so and great. And show us his Spin-off. backstory. Do a show just on him. It's awesome. Yep. Get, make it happen. Make it happen. Carlton, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> we want a better call, Bob. <laughs> Next, we see Dylan and Caleb driving. Dylan thinks Kate. Dylan thanks Caleb for going with him. Caleb says Dylan is stubborn, it's genetic. He says he'd say Dylan was insane for doing this, but he sees what he means about the girl. Dylan says she's not his girlfriend, he just wants to help. He says she is seeing his brother. Caleb says Norman doesn't like him. Dylan says it's because of Norma. He's never going to get past that. And Caleb says no one gets past that. Ugh. And Dylan looks at him. Ugh. Caleb. Kick him out of the truck. Change the subject quick and try and suck those words right out of all of our ears. <laughs> I can't believe. Oh, for one thing, he's talking about Dylan's mother, you know, and I tweeted. I said, that is the last thing. What did I say? I always forget my tweets, but <laughs> I remember my thoughts behind them. It's just like, that is the last thing. You should be saying to Dylan. I know. The last. I know. Rose. 
Oh, I did hashtag it gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross. I mean, it's his sister and the mother of his child. Oh, it's just so disturbing. Oh, it's, oh, Caleb. It's like, he's just not even hiding it anymore. You know, it's like, I'm in love with her. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. So he changes the subject, but is unable to suck it out of our ears and memories. <laughs> By saying the barn is going to be finished in a few weeks, and Dylan asks if he's going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to go? <laughs> Caleb says he doesn't think he can stay. He can't ask that of Norma. He has already pushed things. Indeed. Yeah, really? Ah, <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> uh, Okay. <laughs> So next we see Norma walk up to the pit. She tells the worker it's awfully deep for a pool, and he says it's 23 feet deep. (laughs) (laughs) That is so deep. (laughs) He says maybe there will be a diving tower. (laughs) Norma says no one puts those in anymore, and maybe he can make it shallower. (laughs) He says to talk to Bob Harris about that. (laughs) Then Norma's Mercedes pulls up. And Norma is very happy to see it and runs up to it clapping and says, you got my car back. Oh, Alex, thank you. Romero says, what's with the hole? (laughs) (laughs) Norma asks him how much he owes him. Romero says he will just take the other car back for her. Romero says, what's up with the big pit? Norma tells him Bob Harris is building her pool, just like he said he would. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You were there. You you know. Romero says it's pretty deep and asks where the plans are. Norma says she doesn't have them, but has a call in to Bob. <laughs> like, I've got a call in. <laughs> I'll be getting those soon. <laughs> she says the worker said it was a pool and that there are plans. <laughs> then she turns back to the Mercedes and happily slaps it a few times. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Romero tells her to get the pink slip for the Mustang. She says she still can't believe he did that for her and that he realized how much the car means to her. He says, I'm a cop. Observant. (laughs) She says it was so nice of him and asked why he did it. He says, I don't know. I just couldn't stand the thought of you being sad about it. If I could do something or fix it or whatever that means. Norma leans in and they almost kiss, but Norma kisses him twice on the cheek instead. Then she steps back, claps a few more times, and runs to get the pink slip. And Romero walks over to the pit, looks down into it. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I know. So, I mean, do you think Norma is yet kind of skeptical about the pool, or is she still thinking it's a pool? I think she's doing her Norma thing again. She's convincing That's herself that it's yes, a pool. She, she is a master at that. And, and I think she's doing that. I think there's... She feels like she needs to convince herself. And she is just one that's like, if I convince myself hard enough, it'll be true. It'll be true, exactly. She totally does that. She does. She does. And that's what she's doing. I I thought the kiss on the cheek was way less awkward this time. (laughs) Way less awkward. Yes. Yeah, I just love how Romero was just instantly suspicious. (laughs) Well... That's because he doesn't do what Norma does. He's a cop. Observe it. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. I was impressed. I don't know. It it brought me back to the when she talked about the car and why she traded it in. He didn't need to be that observant, but he was drunk. Mm-hmm. It just, it goes to show that he remembers he called her beautiful. Yep. <laughs> and I don't think he doesn't dislike it as much as. I don't either. I think. As she thought he would. I think he kind of sees it as like an icebreaker. Yeah. Like we got that out of the way. Maybe we can start developing something here. You know? Yeah. Now I've, uh, I've gotten you your car back at a very white nighty gesture. Ugh. And so why are you asking? I think he was a little um, thrown off that she asked him why he did it. He's like, duh. (laughs) 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 He didn't know what to say, which was cute because, you know, I did it because I love you. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) (laughs) So he kind of has to say stuff. He kind of has to. Yeah, exactly. He kind of has to justify it like it's not weird. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, you're going to ignore all the signs? (laughs) (laughs) And he's just, I don't know, just the way he was talking to her. He just, I love his little smile. Oh, I know. It was so cute. It was, it was, it was everything that the Normero shippers dreamed it would be. Mm -hmm. You know what? It was like, oh, he got the car back. It was so white nighty, and it was, it was so cute, and ugh, it was so mean. It was Joss Whedon levels of mean. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I have more. I think Normero shippers. My explanation's coming soon. I don't think we need to despair. Okay. You gotta put this kind of tension in, right? Sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's it's to make it really good. It's good writing. Uh, yeah. It makes us feel all over the place. Uh huh. So just don't despair. That's what I say. Mama Bear Emily, <laughs> putting you. I'm tucking all the Nomara shippers <laughs> into my bed right now. Emily's <laughs> just Mama Bearing everyone right now. <laughs> despair not. I have the answer. She's got for a you. big old bed. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of you. (laughs) Okay. So next we see Bob in his office and Romero comes in. Bob says he was just about to call him. Romero asks what is going on with that giant hole at Norma Bates' house. Bob says you can't build a pool without a hole. (laughs) Romero says it's not the kind of hole you dig for a pool. Bob says it's certainly something she will remember. I love that so much. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Ominous and fun. Yep. <laughs> and definitely confirming it's not for a pool. <laughs> right. But I don't think it confirms the fact that he's just doing it to mess with her. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't have to mean that he expects her body to go into it. No. No. It just, it could just be to mess with her. Totally. I think that's exactly what it is. I do. Too. I don't think he has any intention of killing her and putting her in the pit. No way. It is just a mind game. Yeah, that is. If I know Bob, this is just such a fun mind game for him, and it's working. And it well, it's not working yet, but it will. Right. And it's great. It's great. Oh, you know those wheels were turning when she was in the negotiation. You know, mm. he's just like, you want, oh, yeah. you want to pull a lady? I'll give you a pit. Yep. 
yep, that's what I'm going to do, you know? And I think I said he just... Norma was a gift that walked into his office, and he <laughs> was blown away by how much fun he's going to have. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like we talked about, he was probably totally expecting her to ask for some big amount of money. And be just some boring lady. And be some boring lady that fell upon this flash drive that he needs, you know. And instead, instead he got Norma. He got Norma. <laughs> I think he prefers what he got. Oh, for sure. <laughs> he can play one of his games. Yep. Oh, man. That's great. Okay. <laughs> Romero says not to screw with her. He came in with her the other day, so she is hanging out there all alone. Bob says he needs to tell Romero something he found out about Norma and tells him to sit down. Bob says he had a little session with the therapist Norma has been screwing. He says, you think you know her, Alex, but you don't. She's a kinky bitch. <laughs> She's going out and getting new clothes and sexy stuff. <laughs> She's going to bars and picking up strange men. Romero, poker face in hand, says he doesn't care about her personal life. Oh, No. Yes, he does. Do he care so much? <laughs> Bob says he did a little digging and found out some more stuff, like she was screwing his deputy. Now, that was not a surprise to Romero, was it? I don't know. I can't accept that he was surprised by that. I I don't think so. Everything else, yes, but he... I, don't, I just watched season one, too. I really... No, she totally told him, because she confessed everything. Yeah, and, and they like ended the up last... putting Shelby's body in her bed. Yeah, he had to have known that she was... She told him everything about the belt. She spilled it That's all, right. and she... None of it would have made sense if she didn't. And why wouldn't, at, especially at that point, why wouldn't she have told him that they slept together? It kind of, it kind of condemns Shelby. Well, totally. Yeah, exactly. At that point, because there was no feelings between Norma and R Romero at that point no. at all. Right? No, no, yeah. no, not at all. Um... Okay, so yeah, I can't, I cannot think that was the biggest blow to Romero. <laughs> no, and I think it's Bob just digging. I think he likes bringing up these men that Norma is sleeping with or has slept with, you know. Yes. Because he also makes it sound like she was screwing the professor. They, they did once, you know. Yeah, and she, he also made it sound like she, you know, picking up guys in bars. You know, that was. Right. She was in a bad place. <laughs> and like I said earlier, she didn't do anything with him. Right. Um, more stuff like she was screwing his deputy and he was killed on her property, but the police report says Romero killed him in self-defense. Oh, that's probably his angle. That I know that something's off about that. Oh, so I have the, that on the you. police report was doctored. Right. Yeah. Then Bob tells him that Norma told the therapist that Norman killed his father. He blacks out and gets violent, and she lied and said it was an accident. I think we have our answer that that was the biggest blow. <laughs> yes. Bob says she is using Romero to protect herself and her family. Wrong, Bob. That was awful. Yeah. <laughs> that was my biggest blow, I thought. I think oh. so. A absolutely. Don't believe him. She is not doing She's that. She's not doing that. No, she has genuine feelings. 
she wouldn't have been laying there smiling like she was that morning in bed no. if she was just using Romero. I don't think Norma's above that, but she's not doing it right now. Oh, she's totally not above it. No, but that's not what she's doing. <laughs> Romero asks what any of this has to do with Bob. Good question, Romero. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Bob says he's trying to protect the town they both grew up in. He needs an ally and wants Romero back on his team. Romero says he's not interested and gets up to leave. And Bob says he knows him, he knows his face, and to think about it. Does that mean his poker face didn't fool Bob? <laughs> I think, yes, that's what it means. That he knows Romero since they were kids. He knows, he knows that what he was saying just then was getting to Romero. But Romero yeah. was poker facing it, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. First time I watched Second time I watched it, too. My mama bear was just yelling, Stay out of it, Bob! I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I started feeling really bad because, you know, I think if Bob had worded it like she screwed the, the therapist... I don't think Romero would really care. So I don't, because it's not like they've got some established thing going on, you know. I think Romero would be okay with she had a one night stand with someone, right? You know, yeah. In a it, when she was having a really bad night, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well. Bob's not going to be putting it in a good way. Right. He's going to put it in the worst way possible. And I think Romero cares in the fact that, you know, it'd be kind of like, I don't know, it'd be kind of a turnoff that she's just seems, seems to be screwing anybody, <laughs> anybody and everybody. Yeah. But I think if Norma explained it, he would be, he'd get over it. Yep. You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I think, ugh. I have a lot of feelings. I am, I am, spoiler alert, I'm quite pissed at Norma today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and since Monday. Yeah. I think he would understand the dad thing, too. Mm-hmm. If she would have told him. I think so, too. And she wouldn't even, even had to embellish or lie. I think Romero... Romero kills people for stuff. I mean... Dylan's after her already that you need to help Norman here. Right. Romero's going to be like that, too. I think so. Okay, anyway, we'll get into yeah. that soon. <laughs> well, right. I mean, Norman killed his father because he was hurting her, his mother. I mean, other people have done that and gotten away with it. It's, you know, I don't know. He didn't, yeah, he didn't I... murder his father. You know? No, he didn't. I mean, and just... It wasn't premeditated murder. It was, he did what he could to get him away from his mom, and he happened to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He hit him over the head, because the murder was, in you know, was just a consequence. Right. Of trying to stop his father. It was a blender. Right, you right. Know, if I saw a tussle like that, I'd hit someone on the head with a blender if I had it in my hand. Exactly. And I probably wouldn't expect them to die. Exactly, yeah. Just get them off. Get off her. <laughs> uh. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm so mad. I'm so sad about the way that went down. I know. I know. Um, okay, so next we see Norma looking into the pit and Norman walking to the office. Norma yells to him that they should get some fencing for the pit in case kids stay with them. Norman asks where all the workers are, and Norma says she doesn't know, and to go get some fencing because he's the manager, and for the love of God, don't fall in the, don't fall in. (laughs) (laughs) So I think this is the point that Norma is really going, hmm, (laughs) They dug mm-hmm. this big hole and they're all gone. <laughs> <laughs> and even it's just a pit. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a pool and if it's a diving thing, it's just a diving thing. <laughs> exactly. Because it's like we it's have just a really a square deep diving board. It's like what kind of swimming pool is shaped like that? <laughs> To like have like a circus um, yeah. act, <laughs> <laughs> some high diving act. They're gonna build a big fiery ring around it. And <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, next we see Dylan walking out of a store. Caleb is gassing up the truck and staring off at something. <laughs> He's thinking about Norma. Um, <laughs> Dylan watches him for a second and then calls Emma. She says, hello, Dylan. He says, hello, Emma. <laughs> he says he wanted to call and check on her. He asks if she is cured, and she laughs and says, yep, no more CF. She says she is fine and is at the motel. Dylan says it must be fun working in that office. She asks if he is going to be home later, and he says he's on the road for a few days doing a delivery to make money. She asks if he needs the money for the farm. He says yes, and she says it's a beautiful spot. He says he just wanted to call to tell her that, and if she needs him, he is completely unavailable. She laughs and says she'll make sure to not have an emergency while he's gone. He says perfect and says to take care, and he'll see her in a few days. Cuts to Caleb finishing gassing up the truck. He looks around and hides the gun in the back of the truck. <laughs> so, Dylan was, like, positively giddy. I know. <laughs> he is so smitten. He is. <laughs> they both are. <laughs> know. <laughs> you know, I went on and on about Emma not having a game face. Boy, he doesn't either. No, because... Are you cured? It's just I know. <laughs> giddy. <laughs> and, you know, when you think about it, there's really absolutely no reason at all that Dylan needed to call Emma except he just wanted to. Oh, yeah. You know? He just wanted to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And it was cute and flirty. It was. Um, and it's... There is a point where, in my notes, I said, did Dylan just wink on the phone? <laughs> did you see that? He said something to her, and I swear he winked. <laughs> I didn't. Know. It was a winky moment. That's funny. I didn't see that. Yeah. Everyone go back and watch. Because I'm telling you, he winks. <laughs> So I got a bad feeling when Caleb put the gun, but I was still thinking Caleb's going to really screw something up. Oh, yeah. When I saw him do that, I was like, oh, you idiot. You know, that gun is going to be used 
badly, you know? And Caleb's like, who's laughing now? <laughs> who's laughing now, bitches? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sorry we thought so poorly of you, Caleb, but you just gave us no choice. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You gave us no choice. <laughs> <laughs> all right so next we see norman carrying a chair through the parking lot he's making a fence out of rope and tables and chairs a fence that will keep out nothing <laughs> pretty sure that's not what norma meant but manager norman doesn't want to spend any money <laughs> and if this was a real construction company it would be them doing it. Them right? putting a fence up because that's a very liability, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they are responsible until this is complete and signed off and taken over by the owner. Until then, all the liability is on them. Yeah, that's funny. I didn't think of that. But yeah, they would have <laughs> They would have put up the fence and it would have kept something out. <laughs> yes, yes. I've, <laughs> I have had driven with my husband late at night during storms to make sure that fences that he has put up are still there. (laughs) (laughs) So Emma walks up and asks how it's going. He says he's almost done. Oh, wait. He starts struggling with a big knot in the rope. This is kind of cartoony. (laughs) It is. It's totally buffoon. Three stooges buffoonery. <laughs> I was just hoping. I was just waiting for him to fall. <laughs> he definitely got tangled in it. Yep. Um. So Emma walks up, asks how it's going. He says he's almost done. They walk up to the edge of the pit, and Norman says it doesn't look much like a pool. He's the fiftieth person in the episode to say that. <laughs> it's a pit, and he doesn't understand. She says he hasn't been around much the last few days and asks Emma if she wants to go to a movie later. Emma says they should talk. She says he's been through a lot and he probably doesn't know it, but she was there the night their mom left. Norma says, I see. Emma says, don't take it like that. She didn't know he had those issues. He says it doesn't make him a very good boyfriend material. Make him very good boyfriend material. She says it's not about that. If he is honest with himself, they were never meant to be together that way. It never felt normal. It felt forced because they both thought they wanted it. She says maybe she doesn't do it for him. He seems distracted, like she could never have him there in the moment, like he was with someone else, even when he was with her. Tears well up in Norman's eyes. Oh, oh no. And Emma says they will always be friends and hugs him. He goes to hug her back and then kind of freaks out and takes a few steps back and says he is going to go back up to the house for a little while. It's like his hand is like lingering over her butt. I know. I know. What? Who knew he was such a butt man? (laughs) (laughs) Not until that mama booty moment last episode did I notice. (laughs) But yeah, that was a strange moment though. Um... Yeah, I mean, because he really seems, like, like repelled at the thought of touching her. Like, 
I should only be touching my mom this way. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like the Norma in him, like, did it to him. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it, it was strange, because he really, like, reacted kind of, he, he freaked out, you know. Which is sad, because it was a friendship hug. It was, <laughs> it was. And I, Emma, that was, like, one of the nicest breakups I've ever seen. Oh, that's what my note says. Props, Emma. That was beautiful. Yep. That was such a great way to end it. It was. It was. He doesn't hug her. He takes a few steps back, and then he says he's going to go back up to the house for a little while. And it cuts to Norman walking into his room, and he sits in the rocking chair in front of his window. We watch day turn into night while he sits there. Juno walks up to him, and Norman says, The world is a lonely place sometimes, Juno. And he pets her on the head. Oh. Ugh. Made me so sad when he said that. I know. We're back again. Boy, he's really tugging on her. He's giving us a roller coaster ride. He totally is. It's just so sad to think about what's going on in his head. It just, mm -hmm. it's heartbreaking. It really, it really is. is. I mean, sad. I know this is Norman Bates that we're talking about, but man, I just felt so sad for him how yeah. alone that must feel and oh it's sad <laughs> it's really sad <laughs> oh and yeah he sat there for hours yeah is this a next day thing or is this all i don't remember now i think it's so all was it like early in the day <laughs> i think it was I think it was the same day. Okay. So not too early in the day. No, because I think the guys got there in the morning, dug the pit, and left. And it, this is later that afternoon. The Bates have some really long days. They do. They pack a lot in. They do, man. I, You know, I've been doing the rewatch. I finished season one, and I'm like, man. <laughs> they just have some days that just... 500 things happened to him <laughs> that one day. And Norma will still bake a turkey pot pie from scratch at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so next we see Romero at the Bates house. He knocks and Norma answers the door and invites him in. He doesn't say anything, and she comes out onto the porch. He asks if she remembers the first time they talked on the porch. He says she was standing there lying to him. She asks what he was talking about and asks if he talked to Bob. He says yes, and he wants to ask her something, but needs the truth, not a story. He says he knows what her impulse is going to be and asks her not to do it just this once. She says, just this once? <laughs> yes, Norma, just this <laughs> once. <laughs> he is begging you to... Tell him the truth. He asked her how her husband died. She says she knows how he died. In an accident in the garage, a heavy shell fell on him. Romero says, this is your last chance, Norma. And she said, that is the truth. He says, goodbye, Norma, and leaves. She calls after him a few times, but he ignores her. Mm. Mm. Why didn't she just tell him the truth? Emily no like. <laughs> Norma, why didn't you tell him? It's Romero. He... If he hasn't earned her trust by now... I know. Seriously. I know. I 
I wonder if maybe had he not, I know what was going on in his mind, but had he not started the conversation reminding her of their first right. one where she's lying and she, it brought back the Sheriff Romero. Yeah. Instead of Alex. Yeah. Maybe he, it maybe what if he would have come in and been, you know, friendly and warm, except I don't blame him because he just learned all this stuff from Bob. Right. He's not feeling that way. He's feeling more like, uh, you know, <laughs> I am really trying to still like you right now. Exactly. And maybe if you tell me this truth, I will be okay. But you got to tell me the truth right now or it's over. Right. Yeah, because he did. He started it out wrong by, like, accusing her that she's going to want to lie to I don't know. He, he shouldn't have started it that way. But... But I, yeah, I agree, but I also don't blame him. I don't blame him either. He's not, he's not real happy. <laughs> but, oh my gosh, if she would have said, okay, I'll tell you, come in, and she could have laid it on thick, she wouldn't have, she could have embellished, she wouldn't have needed to lie, and it would have been okay. Right. He's, trust him. <laughs> he earned it. He has earned it up and down yeah. at this point. Um, I know about her. I'm just really upset. I'm upset because she knows how bad Norman is. Dylan knows how bad Norman is. Dylan keeps saying, we need to talk. She's at the end of her rope. She. I feel like she is at the point where she can get him some real help. Even if it means he has to go to a hospital or something. Mm -hmm. I really think most of the time in her mind, she's in that place. It breaks her heart, but right. She can't deal with him anymore. No. And she should, she should realize that. I mean, her, because I boy think that's is the dangerous. biggest. <laughs> he is. And I think that's the only real issue right now. Because she's confessed murder to Romero before, and he is fine with it. Romero's fine with murder. So I, I can only guess that it's not wanting him to know the full extent of Norman. It's got to be. Yeah. I guess there's implications about the Blair Watson thing, which she's very, has very happily swept under the rug. <laughs> right. But Romero knew she was, you know, a bad person sleeping with students and things. So I, st I think that could be forgiven too. I, all I can say is trust Romero and shame on you. I know. <laughs> for lying to him again. That just, cut me so deep it cut me so deep <laughs> i know because they were really they've had a couple of really sweet scenes and it was going in the right direction it was and, and it, they've in had a nice great normal not forced direction like a very natural two people realizing they have feelings for each other you know 
Right. And when has she told him the truth and it turned out bad? Right. Right. From season one, when has she told him the truth and it hasn't been good for her? No, I think you're right. I think she sees it as if he finds out the truth, Norman gets taken away from her and she's choosing Norman. She is. She, yeah, she did. She chose Norman. And that was a, well, we all know that's a huge mistake, but, uh, I was, oh man, (laughs) (laughs) that just killed me. I was so pissed. Yeah. It put a cloud over the whole thing because I'm just so mad about her decision. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. But. I guess this is the best time to say it. I think from a lot of points of view and a lot of, you know, a lot of reasons, storytelling wise, fan service, you could call it. And, well, maybe just those two things. This is a bump in the road, guys. I believe with all my heart this is a bump in the road. For these two. Yeah. I I agree. I don't think it's doomed. No. And I think it'll actually resolve fairly fast. By the end of the season. And we only have two. I'm convinced he's going to be the man that goes down with Norma. So they have to get together for that. And, you know, this is just too good. This is too good. Mm-hmm. Normero no. is it really is and it's too popular and they've bu- they have not built up all of this awesome chemistry for three seasons to have this be the end there's no way no, no way. way I agree no way there is no way they're bringing in some other guy for Norma to get together with and have that guy be nope they're making us like Romero way too much and like liking the Norma Romero chemistry. There's no way it's not him. It would be the stupidest thing in the world to have this be the end because this, I guarantee you this alone is keeping several people watching the show. Right. So from a storytelling standpoint, that would be suicide. It would be. It would be. Yeah. You can't build it up like that. And then, have it go back to the way they were with each other in the very beginning. It just wouldn't work. No. It wouldn't it'd be sloppy. Oh yeah, it it'd be a terrible it would be such a bad decision. Yeah. They're smarter than that. Yeah, and it's it is just too good. Their chemistry is way too awesome. Yeah, something's going to happen. Norma has a little a lot of work ahead, but she'll get back in his good graces. Something Something's going to happen. Yeah. Maybe. Mama Bear is pissed as hell. <laughs> Emily, that has a cooler head and enjoys good storytelling, is applauding this. Right. Cause, and it's, again, it's like, this is a crappy episode to just watch alone and have a whole week till the next one. <laughs> I know. Because this is going to get resolved, and it's <laughs> it's hard on us. <laughs> And Mama Bear is growling at Norma in major disapproval. But, yeah. <laughs> bump in the road, guys. It's a bump. And it's good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. It. 
we can all be sad for Romero right now, but it's it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be bad at the end, okay? <laughs> <laughs> They're going down. They're going down together. <laughs> and I have actually come up with a little theory about their death. Oh yeah. I don't. I think this is gonna be one of the big changes from the movie. In the movie, just to clarify, Norman is jealous of Romero. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, was <laughs> jealous of the boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> He's jealous of the boyfriend and mad at his mom for having him. And so he poisons them to kill them because he's upset and some sort of jealousy. I don't think that's going to be how they do it. I think, here's my theory. Head Norma can't have regular Norma around anymore. There's going to be a point where she's a conflict of interest for her. (laughs) And she is going to convince fugy kind of Norman to kill real Norma so she can be the only mom and that works out so great because once he kill, he's going to start thinking she's the imposter and so when he kills her it'll be like ah now it's just you and the uh, real Norma I like it Norma. yes Ta-da! he's going to be convinced that head Norma is the real Norma Mm-hmm. And he's going to kill the real Norma thinking that that's head Norma. Sexy head Norma is going to convince him to do it. I think, you're, yeah, I like it. And it works. It's it different does. than the movie, but it's great. <laughs> Why does he... And it works so well for this story they're telling. Does he kill Romero because he gets in the way? Oh, yeah. Okay. Crossfire. That'll gotcha. just be... Stray bullet. You need to be gone, too. Stray it's... stabby. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> straight stabby or straight poison. It can still be poison for both of them. Yeah. And then, and seriously, I'm loving that they die together. <laughs> <laughs> so Romeo and Juliet. I know. <laughs> no, I like it. I think that's, I think that's excellent. Thank you. Yep. Bravo. And it's okay. It's okay for me because. That means they'll get together, and they'll die together, and, you know, it'll be romantic. It'll be Romeo and Juliet. However you want to justify it. (laughs) 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 To make you feel better about the inevitable. It it did. It really does. I like it. And I just want them to have some happiness together. Same. And they will. They will. Romero gets dumped. His body gets dumped. Norma gets stuffed. Yep. Alright. That's my theory and I'm sticking to it. I think it's a good theory. I don't think it's crackpot at all. I think it makes sense. Yes. Yep. Alright. Next we see Norma in the dark sitting on her bed. Norman comes out of his room and goes into her room and sits on her bed. And I'm like, oh, I was like, Norma does not need this right now, Norman. Well, the way he was walking, I was like, oh, no, it's Trancy Norman. 
I was just really stuck on wondering what was going on in Norma's head right then, just sitting in the dark. She knows she blew it. She's not quite freaked out yet, though. Do you? What is she? What is she thinking? Okay, she knows she that knows he talked that he to knows. Bob Paris, but she has no idea what Paris knows and why he would know it. That's true. Right? She doesn't know that he talked to the professor. Yeah. But she knows that Romero knows the truth. She has to. Why Why would he just ask about her husband? You know? Unless he knew something. Right. Because that's just way out of the blue, you know? So I think she's sitting there wondering how Romero knew and wondering if she blew it or if she maybe she should have told him the truth. You know, I think I think she's I just think going over. she was really regretting. I think she was really regretting not telling. I him think the so, truth. too. Yeah. She's kind of chastising herself, you know. Doing that, if I could have just done it all over again. <laughs> right. You know, because she calls his name like three times and he just totally ignores her and he says goodbye, Norma. I mean, that's pretty. Oh, it sounded very final. Very final. It's not a, all right, see you later, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That was, you blew it. You blew it. Yep. And blew it to someone who says don't tell me one of your stories I know that's going to be your impulse and she still did you know oh I'm so mad so, yeah she's <laughs> sitting there just really mad at herself I think well I'm mad at you too Norma. we're all mad at you Norma <laughs> but not you Vera. you did awesome <laughs> um Okay, so she asks what's going on. He tells her not to turn on, turn the light on. He has something to tell her, and he would rather do it in the dark. Okay, so wait. One more thing. <laughs> I like keeping in mind her state of mind when Norman approaches her. <laughs> that she's, like, on the edge of hysteria, probably. <laughs> and, then, and then he sunks. He's... He thinks this in her lap. <laughs> Don't turn the light on. I have something to tell you. Me, your son who's murdered a few people. <laughs> I just think the way she responds to him is fairly manic. <laughs> yes. It's because of her state of mind right now. <laughs> She's like, please tell me you got a bad score on a test. <laughs> Um, he asks her if she is afraid of him she says no she'll never be afraid of him he says he can't get the things the professor said to him out of his head they are so awful and he is afraid they are true and he needs to tell someone and he trusts her more than anyone but it might make her hate him it might make her afraid of him because it makes him afraid of himself oh I just Norman blew me away I just Mm -hmm. Loved this. Norma says, tell me, Norman. He tells her the professor thinks he is attracted to her sexually, and it made him so mad he wanted to kill him. Then he thought about it, and he loves her so much, and they are so close. Norma turns on the light and says, you are not attracted to me. 
It is completely normal. He is developing sexually, and it's silly. She says, we are not just people. We are like animal instinctually. You're a man. I'm a woman. Maybe you notice my breasts once in a while. It's no big, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's normal. It doesn't mean you're weird. <laughs> she says, what makes them not animals is we make choices. We can't help, but our impulses are we all have crazy ones. She says she guarantees most people want to sleep with their parents or teachers or dogs. Okay, <laughs> normal. let me wired. stop you there. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you teachers. Please, please don't generalize all of us like this. <laughs> <laughs> I know you had a strange sexual childhood. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't be speaking for everybody. <laughs> you are not the spokesperson for all of us. <laughs> I can honestly say I've never wanted to sleep with my dog. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> or my parents. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I can't think of any teachers I was ever attracted to either. Maybe they're minds, but not them. <laughs> oh, Norma. I don't know if any of mine personally, I'd have to think harder, but definitely some professors or teachers. Yes. And that's a very common. I mean, sure, it's common. I Yeah, I, I'm just saying, I just can't think of any that right. I sat there and was like doe-eyed over you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> apparently that's how we're wired so you need to stare it in the face and say that is stupid and norman laughs she says she should never have let that pseudo doctor talk to him she says she never wants him to second guess anything about her they are solid they love each other and she hugs him she says he is her whole world, and she tells him to hug her back. <laughs> she, like, grabs his arms. <laughs> hug me, damn it! <laughs> Just give me a motorboat between friends. <laughs> it's not weird. It's, <laughs> it's normal. <laughs> so they fall into the bed hugging, and then they cuddle. She tells him not to ever let someone's words come between them. They are meaningless. The only thing that is real is she and him. Man. Since I thought about motorboats so much in this scene, I just wanted to give a shout out to Carrie. We miss you, Carrie. We you're listening. We miss you. We're thinking about you. Yep. Hope everything's going good. Yep. Hope you're back to motorboating in no time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Norma is just so crazy. <laughs> She's so crazy, man. You know, here is your almost adult son coming to you with these just terrified of the thoughts that are going on in his head and she just <gasps> brushes it off it's silly it's normal <laughs> it's like maybe acknowledge that it's not 
Yeah, you know, try that one. Try that. <laughs> try saying, you know what, Norman, you, you've got a right to be a little scared. Let's go get you some help, you know? Cause that maybe Professor Boring ruined her image of, of yeah, psychology. Yeah. You know? Maybe he did. Although I feel like it wasn't much about that. She did kind of dog him. But I think I think things would have gone down exactly as they did if he wasn't in the picture. Right. Right. I think so. And it is like uh, someone, Becker, someone says, it is kind of frustrating to watch this, really. it It's fascinating, too, but it is frustrating because I really think Norman is still at the point where he can be treated and and live with this condition and have a somewhat normal life, you know? Yeah, I, especially these days. Because there is no reason he's going to be, like, locked up in a hospital his whole life. He's recognizing that things are not right in his head. He is acknowledging this, you know? And, and I you think have that's got a huge Romero... Step. The sheriff that has covered up everything he's done, fine, you know? Mm-hmm. That's all been covered up, and he's on your side, or he was. Right. This could have been okay. I think so. I truly believe, although maybe Norman would, in therapy, start confessing everything about Blair Watson and whatever. I think she's, I think those give her a lot of worries. I think, yeah. And rightly, they should. It's just sad to see this son just crying for help. It is. And, it's really sad. Because I think Dylan. most crazy people think that they're the sane ones and everyone else is crazy. Right. And he's saying, no, I think I'm the one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, it, you know, and it's... He, the truth is, he has been murdering, and... Yeah. He is someone to be afraid of. You should be afraid of him, Norma. You should. I know. Hugs and cuddles aren't going to fix this. <laughs> no, but she truly believes they will. I know. That's... Yep. And... You know, Dylan made a strong point in the second season at the end that... Would, you know, we need to get him help. And if that means locking him away, that means having him locked up. Would that be the worst thing? You know, people won't die at his hand anymore, which would be a horrible thing as a mother to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. To know that your son is killing people and you could have stopped it. That's got to be worse. Yeah. You know, that's the worst thing to live with, that you could have done something and you didn't. Mm-hmm. You know. Ugh. Yeah. Come on, Norma. <laughs> That's for you, Matt. Norma and Gemma from Sons of Anarchy need to sit down together and talk. <laughs> <laughs> Some people will probably understand what I'm saying. <laughs> Not me. Yep. So. Yeah, and I... 
I give her the fact that in her way, she is really trying to be a good mom. In her twisted way. She is. She's trying so hard to be a good mom. She thinks that this is being a good mom. And mm-hmm. she's convinced it is, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, in her mind, no one... She's the only one that can help him, you know? Mm-hmm. And this could stem yep. from what she experienced with her mom, you know? Her mom, obviously was a little crazy and with the therapist and was put on pills and that, you know, all it did was just sedate her, you know? Right. So she's probably basing it all on that. Like, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. All right. Should we move on? Mm-hmm. So next we see Emma walking up to the cabin, carrying a basket with some flowers in it. Gunner comes out and says hi. He tells her Dylan is out of town. She pulls a container of brownies out of the basket. Gunner asks if she made them. She says yes, and there's no pot in them, so don't get excited. <laughs> she <laughs> says she's just leaving them for Dylan. He's had a rough couple of days. Gunner says he meant to call her, but wasn't sure if she'd be into it. She says it was fun hanging out with him last summer, but she is having a hard time health-wise and needs to focus on that. The last thing she wants is something romantic. And she's like (laughs) (laughs) doing a very romantic thing. (laughs) You're not fooling anyone, Dama. (laughs) He says to let him know if there's something he can do. And she thanks him and hugs him and leaves. And then he just kind of stares at, I don't know. I think he really wanted to read the note. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or get a brownie. He's got the munchies. <laughs> That's good for me. Yep. <laughs> so next we see Caleb and Dylan drive up to a phone booth. Dylan asks Caleb why he has a warrant. Caleb says there was a shipment, easy money, but the driver was jumpy and freaked. So he has a warrant for doing, like, a run, right? <laughs> or... Is he the one that beat up this driver? And he pressed charges and Caleb ran? I don't know. Hmm. Or maybe it is the shipment. I don't know. Well, Caleb says things can go wrong fast and you need to know how to react. Dylan asks if Caleb killed the guy and he says no, but he got beat up pretty bad. A cell phone taped to the inside of the phone booth rings, and Caleb answers, and a voice says, Where's Chick? Caleb says he couldn't make it, so he sent them instead. The voice says Chick should have told them that, and Caleb says whatever, and asks if they are going to do this, or should they just turn around. The guy on the phone gives him directions on where to meet them. Cuts to Dylan and Caleb, pulling up to the meeting place. Suddenly, they are surrounded by guys with guns, shining flashlights into their faces. One of them says, Chick couldn't make it tonight? How convenient. Caleb says he didn't know anything about about that and asks if all this is really necessary. The man says, of course you don't know anything about that, and tells them, you don't change plans without telling your partner. Dylan says they have their merchandise, why don't they just finish this? The man says, don't move. A couple of guys walk up to them and frisk them and take their guns. The man tells them to go to the truck and get down on their knees. Caleb says they have no issues, they are just there to drop off and pick up. The other guy Guys start unloading the guns. Caleb says to just give them the money and they go and they will go. 
The man says they aren't getting any money. Chick Hogan is a piece of shit. Three other guys bought guns from him last year, and now they are in prison. He says they are taking the guns, but didn't bring any money because they are planning on blowing chicks. They were planning on blowing chicks brains out. He says, but chick isn't here, and you are. He puts his gun up to the back of Dylan's head and says, this guy is going back with the message. Caleb grabs the gun he hid and shoots him, and there is a big shootout. A few of the guys get shot, and Dylan and Caleb escape. So, yeah, Caleb saves Dylan's life. He did? I mean, I know this is just a loaded question, and one no one can answer, but what is Chick thinking? <laughs> what is going on with Chick? I think Chick knew if he went, he was going to get killed. I think he purposely sent Caleb and Dylan so that they'd get... I think it was a total setup. Well, did he think they were going to get shot? Why would he even do the gun run? That's my question. (laughs) (laughs) Why even do it in the first place? (laughs) So... I don't know. I know... Chick had to have known it was going to go badly, and that's why he wanted Dylan and Dylan to do it, or Dylan and Caleb, someone else at least. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Not really, because yeah, and why, why even do it? Okay, here's my other question. I don't know much about the gun thing, but um, so a couple guys that bought guns from them got arrested. Why does that make Chick a jerk? Does that mean that he sold them guns that were hot or something? If you're running guns, the guns are illegal. So I don't know why that's Chick's fault that three guys are in prison. That's my my question. It's like, why is that a reason to kill Chick? Is he trying to set up his partner? I don't know. I don't know. Unless... Unless Chick directly has something to do with them going to prison, like he sold them guns and then called the cops and say, hey, these guys just bought some illegal guns. I don't know. Yeah, I thought of that, but that just didn't... It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. I, hopefully this is something that we'll, like, learn the answer to next week. I'm sure we... So maybe it's not worth really... I Yeah. Spending a lot of time wondering. I think it's just a way to get Chick and Caleb in a fight and Caleb dying. I don't know. So are you more worried? Are you worried about Chick? Um. Yes and no. I mean, it, to me, it could go either way. I don't want to see him go because I like him, but I don't know. I, I have a feeling there's going to be an explanation from Chick and it's going to make sense. (laughs) I feel like Chick could be interesting for longer and I feel like Caleb has really played out. I think so. That's why... I give them props for making the Caleb story way more interesting than I thought it'd be. Yes, exactly. I really groaned. When I knew he was coming back, I'm like, I'm just not interested in this. It has been good. It has been. and But it's done. I think so. And I think Caleb's going to come back all pissed off at Chick. 
and Tick's gonna. I I really think Tick's gonna kill Caleb. Yeah. I could see that. You know. Because I think they could do some more fun stuff with Chick next season. They so seem yeah. to be having too much fun with him. Why Why would you kill him off? Because mm-hmm. you've got someone playing him so great. And it just seems like too interesting of a, of a character to just die off. And if it's between Caleb and Chick, it's like you said, Caleb is played out now. Kill Caleb, you know. And yeah, but story. It- it also has a feel he's kind of a special guest star that's like, come back for a one season. I mean, you know, come on Base Motel for a one season arc, kind of like George. Yeah. Um, last season, so it he could easily be killed too, in the shootout or something. Yeah. But they could also have fun it with could that. It could also be one of those things that that's how it was started, and it's just too good to let you know. Kind of like, like we can't kill Spike. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He's too much fun, and then it turned out to be great. I mean, I don't know what all the fans think of Chick, if they love him as much as, like, I do and we do. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't either. But, Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I I, I think we're definitely going to learn more, though. They can't just end it like that, that whole story. Right. We'll have to, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, it's going to be a big, it's going to be a big thing. It is, yeah. So kind of like last season with Zayn and his sister, you know. Mm-hmm. And they ended up killing each other. So maybe they won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So next we see Romero sitting in his truck and he has the flash drive. He makes a call to someone named Regina and tells her tells her to get him the DEA. Yep, she wrote DA. Everyone's thinking DA, yep. and which one is it? It's <laughs> DEA. I'm glad you. I'm glad you mentioned that. That you did that. Yeah, we would have wasted a lot of time speculating. Like, right. He's gonna rat out Norman. Norman. <laughs> yep. Um, he's not. He is going the Paris route, and I can't be more excited. Yep. Exactly. And that gives that gives Normero shippers way more hope than if it was. It does. Arizona DA. It does. Yep. So then we see the professor loading up his car. Norma pulls up. He ignores her and gets in his car and backs out. And she stops him. And you know, he was like, oh, no. I, <laughs> I almost made it. <laughs> but I didn't need this damn cat carrier. I could have <laughs> <laughs> left without the cat. Because <laughs> you know that does the last person he wants to talk to. totally. He rolls down his window and she sees that he's been beaten up pretty badly and she asks what happened. He says he can't talk to her to go away (laughs) and tries to drive off but Norma stops him and asks what is going on. He says he got the shit beat out of him. He was almost killed by men who wanted information about her. She asks what he told them. He says he told them everything. She says not about Norman. She says he told her she could tell him anything and it would be safe. He says, sorry, Norma, but he's got to get out of town and he's never coming back. 
he says that she should get out of town too and tells her to never contact him again and drives off. <laughs> I just love that. Don't ever, ever contact me again. <laughs> I wondered two things. <laughs> One, how many times has Norma thrown herself on the hood of a car? <laughs> At least like eight times in the run of the series. <laughs> how many times have I done that? Never. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> And two, how many times has she been told that? <laughs> never. I'm getting out of town. Never contact me again. <laughs> uh, we don't live the life of Norma Bates. <laughs> Thank no, God. Don't. <laughs> I would just end it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, next we see Norma walk into the house, and she yells for Norman. Cuts to Norman in the fruit cellar working on the owl. Putting it into the position. I know, it was the owl. Yep. Norma goes down there and says something bad has happened, and it's her fault. And they have to deal with it because it's real. He asks what she did. She tells him the night she ran away, she ended up at the professor's house, and she was so upset, all the stuff vomited out of her. <laughs> she told him things. She she says she told him what happened to Norma's father. Norman says that he died in an accident. <laughs> she says, no, Norman. Norman says, you told that person about me? About that? About me? She says she was worried about him, and he was a doctor. But he told someone, and now this bad man knows. This man who wants to hurt them. Norman asks, what bad man? He says, none of this is making sense. <laughs> He's like, I don't know who Bob Harris is. I haven't been let into this <laughs> plot. <laughs> Norman says, I can't believe you are... Oh, Norm... Yeah. Norman says, I can't believe you are standing here telling me this. Then he says, maybe not. Are you really here? Oh, I know. Norma says, yes, I am here, and it happened. (laughs) Norman yells, how could you do that? Norma says, because, Norman, you have no idea what it's like to be your mother, to see you have these blackouts, to worry about you. It's killing me. It's killing me. You're killing me, Norman. He stares at her for a minute and says, I see. She says she's sorry. She didn't mean it. She's just upset. She says he needs to lay low for a while. She is going to handle this. She will fix it. And she she tells him to be careful and locks the doors and don't go anywhere. And she will be back as soon as she can and goes upstairs. Okay, tell me this. She she just came up with a plan. Is it go to Paris or is it go to Romero? (laughs) I think she's going to go to Paris. I do too. That's. Now, the sane thing to do would be to go to Romero, but the Norma thing to do is to go to Paris, so that's where she's going. Because <laughs> even though she knows that Romero is mad at her, he is a sheriff, he does care about her, he would help her. And he knows everything that's going on. And he's in on the whole flash drive thing. <laughs> he has the flash drive. <laughs> But is she going to go to him? No. No, because it's Norma. She's going to fix it. Norma, never fear. Norma's here. (laughs) (laughs) I just need to go to Bob and and everything will be fine. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh yeah, she knows what she's gonna do, and it'll work out. <laughs> um. So Norman stands there, and Head Norma shows up, wearing the blue and white dress. <laughs> So at this point, I tweeted and I said, "There, well, there's the blue dress suit. And then I, I hashtagged, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> I didn't bang on it being sexy. <laughs> nope. <laughs> she says, if anyone tries to hurt him, she will kill them. She has his back. He touches the dress and says, don't talk to me. She says she knows how to handle things and she almost kisses him. He shoves her aside and says, get away from me, and runs up the stairs and outside. We hear Norma's voice say, you can't run away from me. He stops and turns around, and head Norma is standing in her bedroom window. The Juno runs past Norman. <clears throat> then, then Juno runs past Norman, and he runs after her. I like her. to call her the Juno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, you were typing this fast. Really fast. <laughs> They run down the road and Norman stops. There is a car parked on the side of the road and someone is standing in front of it. Norman walks up to them and they turn around and it's Bradley. She says, Norman? And the episode ends. So, that was the pit. (laughs) (laughs) In all its glory. (laughs) Yep. So, what did you think? Um... Critical Emily thinks it's very good. Mm-hmm. Mama Bear Emily is devastated. Right. So I have to merge the two, I think. And give it a fair seven out of ten pits. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's exactly what I wrote down is seven out of ten. Because, hmm. yeah, I mean, I'm the same way. Critical Sue this was a necessary episode stuff happened you know but like fangirl sue just wanted more yeah you know yep but i i am going to you know give it the benefit of the doubt that we'll look back on it and be able to watch it all and you know this some interesting fun things happened it did it did so and it really set up some interesting things to come our way, you know. So, yeah, it's not a bad episode. It just no. it just seems like almost not a letdown, but just like just the last two were so great. So this one just kind of like, oh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, especially when we're like closing in on the end of the season, it's like no. Yeah, it's it's uh it's not one to watch alone. Yeah, exactly. It'll be much better uh when it, season three comes out on Netflix and we all rewatch it again when it comes out. You know. Yeah. So. And we can all be like, oh, remember when we were all afraid of the fate of Nomero? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So. So, yeah. What about your what the bip? been thinking about my what the bip 
And I, I, I don't know if I have one. I'm just gonna uh, what the bit Norma. <laughs> That's an easy one to what yep. the bip. <laughs> I'm gonna what the bip the chick situation. I'm very confused, but I'm pretty sure my what the bip will be solved. I think so, but yeah, it's what the bippy right now. It is. Yep. But Norma made some very strange and interesting choices this episode, so she gets my what the bip. Yeah, she gets a stern what the bip. Yes. What the bip. Telling your son wanting to have sex with her is normal. What the bip. Lying to Romero. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And how the bip are you going to fix this? (laughs) And I say fix with air quotes. (laughs) We all know who's going to fix this. Yep. It's It's going to be Romero. It's Batman. He is Mm -hmm. Bruce Wayne. So, well, all right. I'm excited for the next one. Yes, indeed. Very curious to see how they're going to get Norma and Romero back on track. And the Bradley thing. Interested to see, is she real? Is she not real? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Uh, I had my heart broken. Now it needs to be repaired. Yeah. <laughs> so, alright. Well, as always, you can send us feedback to yesmotherpodcast at gmail.com. Join our Facebook group. We've had some funny conversations the last few days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good time over there. Yep. So, I didn't watch the next, the preview for the next one. I didn't either. I totally forgot about it. I did it. too. I've been kind of busy too. I, yeah, I've been working these weird hours. So... So we don't have a spoiler mm, section. No spoiler. <laughs> so uh, right. now I really want to watch it. I know we do. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot there was one of those. <laughs> so all right. Well, see you on the flip side. Hopefully, it's <laughs> it's a happy place. It'll be a happy place. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and yep so till next time chill your own ass it's not weird it's not weird she said it like five times <laughs> <laughs> what what Norma she kept saying how it's not weird oh did she and every time I just would smile I didn't even think she of that we got another sound bite she said it a couple times I'll have to explore it and during their gather. sex talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll totally have to gather another little sound bite.
switch around my schedule because Doug and Ricky are getting married. Aww. And I'm officiating it. You are? Yep. Did you get your, like, little... My little ministry? Yeah. Yeah, from the... I did it about ten years ago. I officiated our friends Andy and Brenda's wedding. Uh-uh. So, I've been a... I've been a reverend for like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell Ricky and Doug congratulations. Thanks. Are they getting married in Vegas? Yeah. Yeah. They're getting married in Vegas. And I've, it, about a month ago, I filled out all the paperwork I needed to for the state of Nevada to approve me and got that all notarized and sent to them. And just a couple of weeks ago, I got the package back that I'm all approved. I can perform up to five ceremonies in Vegas <laughs> <laughs> or in the state of Nevada. <laughs> so, um, this will be number one. <laughs> does Doug still listen? They both do, I think. Yeah. Oh. So congratulations, guys. I'm so excited. <laughs> That's right. So, so happy for him. I guess I can tell them myself then. Yep. Congratulations, guys. Yep. Muzzle tough. Yes, it's about time. Yeah, really. So, yeah. So that's going to be fun. Cam and I are driving down there, and the, med- the wedding's on Saturday the 2nd. So. All right, well. All right. I'll just spend Mother's Day alone. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, we'll probably go down and have it at Cam's mom's house. Why don't you join us there? Yeah. Dale will be there. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 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 Well, I'm sorry. That's fine. It's it's really fine. (laughs) I'm fine. He's missing our anniversary, too, though. (laughs) I know. But you know what? It's cool because I really like what he's doing. And right, it's not like he's going on a fishing trip with his friends. You know, right? He's doing something for your family, and, and it's humanitarian work. You right, know, right? What better place is there to be than helping right. six Samoans? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great, and I don't know. You've been married. I, you're probably like me with anniversaries. It's like, eh, happy anniversary. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're totally like that. In fact, one year we both forgot. Yeah. it's. I think we remember the next day, and we were both like, oh, man, I'm so glad you forgot, too. I think Cam and I did that a couple of years. I always get mixed up. I never remember exactly what day it is. So I'm like, it's sometime, it's like a couple of weeks before Halloween. <laughs> I always have to look at this clock that someone gave us because they put a little plaque on it that has the date. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're not the best at that, but.